0: Hey there. Before we got started, we want to say a quick thank you to our host, Muse on Minis. For years now, Muse on Minis has been the industry leader in beautiful, high-quality tabletop accessories. From tokens to widgets to terrain and more across a wide variety of games, Muse on Minis has everything you could possibly need to complete your tabletop wargaming experience. Head to museonstore.com to see what new innovations the fellas come up with next. That's museonstore.com. Musing and amusing, accessories for every gamer. Now on to the show. Welcome to episode 15 of Full Tilt. My name is Steven and I play Scorn.
1: My name is Jesse and I play Grimkin.
0: Today we are joined by uh, the wonderful Canadian jack of all trades, Corey No Pants Doyle. Corey, how <laughs> do <you want?
2: laughs> that's, a, that's a good introduction. <laughs> um, uh, uh, my name is Corey and I, I play almost every faction.
0: Yes, yes, it sounds like literally I, every, every faction. <laughs>
2: I don't like the aesthetics of of C O C. So even oh. though I trolled you, even though I trolled you on Facebook, um, I don't own Aurora Two or Strange Bedfellows.
1: <laughs> funny man, you're a mercenary player,
2: so I'm, you know. I'm I'm never gonna tell Brian Sin that though. So don't tell Brian Sin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep it a secret on this podcast that we publish on Spotify.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I I think he already knows. Yeah, probably.
0: Uh, so if you want to go ahead and. Uh, to give yourself a little introduction, just tell us a bit about how long you've been playing the game, and we already know you play every faction except for the gross robot guy, so go ahead, do uh, it.
2: So I, I started with the War Machine, uh, oh geez, I, I, so I started playing miniature games when I was 13 or 14, uh, yeah. Fantasy would just release for Games Workshop, which should age me a ton for people, <laughs> um, I played 40k when you bought codexes and you printed them off your printer or you got paper in the mail. Oh I, they, they weren't really producing codexes when I started. Um and there was only like four types of space marines when I first bought my first set of space marines. Oh wow. Um, and I mean like four models. There wasn't like space walls and different types, there was just four models of Marines. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it would have been eighty 80- 87, 88 when I started buying models in, in my wow. local town, which is... I live in a small town in, in uh, western Canada about three and a half hours out of Vancouver. So, not a huge population, not a big... it uh, were a mill town and a, and a mine town, so not a big nerd culture population at the time. Hmm. Um, so, I think we had one comic store, and it it literally was a jack-of-all-trades comic store. If you wanted anything board game-wise related, you had to go there. That was the only place in town that would sell it. So, I started... Uh, so this would have been, again, 90 or 80, 83, 84 when I started playing miniature games. It was 93 when I like started really getting into stuff. And then I quit in... Uh, see, my kid was born in 01, so it would have been 01 I quit playing. And then uh, Mark II Beta Rules came out, and a friend of mine showed up to my house. And I was painting models, and he convinced me to try Mark II out. And there's a whole conversation my wife and I had about it, and I, uh, I started playing War Machine... With the goal of losing my first 100 games or my first year of War Machine with losing oh, gracefully, wow. which was a struggle. Because I've always had struggles with sportsmanship. Oh, um, my position. God. I, okay. I, I, tilt, I tilt really hard. Hey, hold on.
1: <laughs> Pause, hold on. Pause right there. Pause right there. I got a question to ask you that we've asked all of our guests. Our sure. podcast is called Full Tilt. We need to know <laughs> your biggest your biggest tilting story in this game, in War Machine. So, doesn't
2: be, you, mean, so, you, so, be about you, so, it could be about something else. So I'm going to give you two, and they're both going to revolve around Australians. Perfect. Um, oh, no, so no. I was playing against <laughs> the nicest guy in the world, Aaron Whale, and this is oh, yes. Iron, Iron Gauntlet on stream 2017, 2018. Um, and I, we, it was it was uh, Gatsby Nine Slayers versus Magnus Two Fifty Two Steelhead, and I what forgot to move. I forgot to move the unit leader, and I uh-huh. charged, moved all the models, and it got pointed out that I forgot to move the unit leader. And it was probably the most upset I've been ever at myself in all the times I played because it was such a stupid mistake. And I like I'm normally really good about it. And I've been playing that list for a year, and I was super frustrated with myself. Like I had to walk away from the table. I was so upset at myself. Oh, and man. then like my wife walked in with my kid at the same time. Like, I don't have time to talk right now. I just need five minutes. So like, I got upset my wife at the same time and I didn't mean to. So it's just one of those super shitty self-moments where I like absolutely decides myself, which by the way, 95% of my tilts are purely based on me. Yep. I don't just it on my opponents. And I, I tend to take it out of my opponents and I feel really bad. So anyone that's ever played me in the past and I tilted on you, I'm really sorry it wasn't you, it's me. And that's not, not some weird like breakup girlfriend thing. I'm yeah. really sorry. I have I have super tilted on people because I'm mad at like I made a stupid mistake and I don't know how to talk about it. So it's actually become part yeah. of my pregame spiel. And it's become right. part of I want to prove of the players. Also, another note to anyone that needs to be playing War Machine. If you see me do something you think is incorrect, please call me on it right away. Whether you see me move a model inaccurately or whether you see me like get angry and upset and look like I'm mad, say something. Because I'm the first person that's gonna want to make myself better and I'm gonna respect you more for helping me. And be super patient. No, so, like, self-growth is part of who I'm trying to be, and I'm trying really hard, and, and this goes back to my wife. So, to, to, to explain this, story, so I played Warhammer 40k at a super competitive level. Like, I went to game stays, I won best general at every, every event I went to locally, and then when I traveled, I was in the top three. But my sportsmanship scores were never great, because I was a very poor winner and a very poor loser. So, my wife comes in with my newborn son, to visit us at the comic shop and she's never seen me play this game and i'm really good at it i travel everywhere like i win events <laughs> um so she comes downstairs and i'm playing my best friend from childhood We went through school together and like i'm i'm being a dick i didn't realize it because i'm like i'm upset about how the game's going and i'm gonna lose and i'm all mad and i'm being a dick to myself but i'm also being a dick to my friend and i don't realize i'm being a dick to my friend because when i tell they don't see it I'm only looking yeah, at me because I'm, I'm very self-focused, right? Hmm. So, and everything to me is internal, and I don't I don't understand how much I, I put out because, again, I'm, I'm i I just I only see what's inside me. I don't think that anyone else sees it, so I don't think that my emotions are portraying themselves because I'm still focused on what I'm feeling inside. All right. So she walks up to the table and she just does this full arm scoop. All my shit goes into a box, and she goes, "I think you're done playing for the day." and i'm like pardon i'm like pardon me she goes you can pack this shit up I'm, come on we have to have a conversation i'm like oh well fuck you oh boy. we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have a conversation because i'm a big tough man and then i go to my car and i got home she goes if you want to be a dad and you want to raise a kid and you want to be a good person that's not how you act but like, you she's like you were acting like a child i'm gonna quote you and she gave me a quote of what i said to him I'm like i said that she goes that's what you said and this is how it came across you're gonna ruin a friendship over a toy soldier game at your local comic store Wow. like a $5 entry tournament where you get prize money randomly drawn so winning doesn't matter. Yep. She's like, you're being an asshole. She goes, you're done playing. So I packed it up and I, I love <laughs> Um, Like I, I, I paint, I try to paint once a night for half an hour or so and I watch like really shitty old movies as I do it. Nice. Um, I, I'm, I'm adequate at it, but it's, it's a way of meditating for me. So like I, I help focus and center myself. Um, so like i paint pretty constantly i just sent you a, a picture on facebook or like one of my models. Oh, nice. um that's what i'm working on now oh nice so like i i like to paint i, I get some enjoyment out of it I, I listen to podcasts or typically what i'll do is i'll, I'll watch like uh, bad brothers and old old war movies something i've seen a hundred oh, man, times but, right? and i can ignore it but listen to it right yeah, So I did that for years and I did uh, like work for friends and I was up at a buddy's house painting some D&D models for him and hanging out because I like to socialize and they're, they're playing D&D which isn't really my thing but I, I want to be there with the guys and I'm painting these toys these d models for them and I see the note quarter that had the centurion, oh, uh, centurion graphic art on the front Yeah, and then I open it up and the first page I opened up to was Jeremiah Cray and I'm like you know how you pay me for these models? Can you just buy those two models for me? And those are my first two War Machine models right at the beta for Mark II. Cool. Or pr- Prior to the beta for Mark II, like, it was just, just starting to like, Mark II's going to come out soon. And I probably painted 40 models. Like I bought Dragon, and like a bunch of other models I thought were super cool, but I wasn't like playing the game. I just bought Toy Soldiers and I, I threw the cards out. I didn't even keep the cards because <laughs> I didn't, like I'm never going to play this game. I just want these cool things I'm going to put on my shelf because I'd sold off all my 40K. I'd sold off all everything but that wasn't a collectible was gone. So I put them off on the shelf and then my, um, my buddies come over for a barbecue and then my buddy Dan, who had been paying me to pay D roles, comes in. He's in a war machine. He's trying to convince me to come play. And I'm like, nah, dude, I can't play. "Nah, no, dude, I can't play. No, dude, I can't play. And I, he's like, No, nah, you gotta come play. I'm like, no, nah, dude, I'm, I'm seriously for reals. I'm not gonna come down and play. He's like, Oh, we all gonna know it's the same guys that play DD and stuff. We this is we're replacing the Indian with this game. It's super fun. Like it's, it's it, it, the rules are really good, interactive and blah blah. I'm like, nah, dude, for reals, I can't play. Like I just have no interest, no desire. He's like, Well, oh, cool, you should pay some stuff for me then. I'm like, Great, I'll pay whatever you want. Bring it over. Uh, so he leaves with everyone and like, I said, go play. I'm like, no. Nah. I can't. She goes, no, nah, you're a better person now. Like your son's a bit older. Like, go play. And I'm like, I for real. like I'm gonna be an asshole. She goes, No, no, I'll make you a deal. She says, You can play. And after one year of playing, you can go to any events and competitions you want to go to. But you gotta make me one promise. You gotta lose every game you play for your first year. You cannot win. <laughs> and on top of that, your opponents cannot know you're losing on purpose. So you can't write yeah, yeah, it off yeah. and make an excuse. You gotta go in and play these games and have fun. I look like having fun while you're getting your ass kicked. So I go, <laughs> and I said, i would like, cool, I can do that. And Warmish is really, by the way, for those learning this game, it's a really easy game to lose for a long time without trying. Yeah. Hell yeah. I was just going to say, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't put a ton kind of effort into losing. It was pretty easy. I <laughs> <laughs> what, I was, what I was able to focus on is, is having fun while I lost. Yeah. So after about nine months, eight months, the first lock on the was going to happen. So my buddies are all over. We're shooting the shit like, ah, come to this tournament. I'm like, dude, for reals, I'm not going to a tournament and a game I can't win at for three more months. Like, I'm definitely, I didn't tell them that last part, but like, that's yeah. what I'm
3: thinking. Like, I'm not, I'm not
2: going to this tournament. So they bug me, they bug me, they bug me. I'm like, ah, dude, I can't go. Like, for reals. So then they leave. I'm like, i will make you make a deal. You can go to that tournament, you can win. But every game you play that's a competitive tournament game, you got to go play one game in that iron arena they were talking about. You owe me one game in Iron Arena that you go intentionally lose and have, help someone else have a good day for every competitive tournament game you play.
3: You're like so, awesome, like,
2: by the way. I'm like, fuck yeah, sold. She's way smarter than me. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm sold. So I, I buy a bunch of models. and build like three power lists for Signar. And the whole time at the shop, I'm playing garbage, and I'm losing still because that's the deal I made. I'm going to keep doing it. So I hadn't won a single game of War Machine. We go to this first lock on though. And I, I enter masters and my buddy's like you're going to the masters. I'm like yeah I'm gonna go play masters. It's gonna be great. And I go three zero in the first masters. Nice. I made the four, I made it to the fourth round against. Uh, I played Jason Watson round four for my first masters a walkover. And uh, I beat Jason Watson the first masters in walkover. We had some rules issues and then we worked it out after. But like I made the the finals. I made day two. Like That's I made awesome. the top top four and Sunday I'm like sweet I'm gonna go play top four in this game. Like this is awesome. <laughs> but I was miserable. Every game I had it, and no to watts. They was just they were they were so tense, and there was new, and the big first war machine, lock and load. Everybody was on edge, even the judges were on edge. So I felt this stress the entire time. And then I play in the Iron Arena that night because I, I owe four games, right, or three yeah. games. We only play three, but I go play in Iron Arena that night and I lose three games, and I'm up to like two in the morning. Handle with all these guys that play games for fun, and I'm like, this is bad. I think I played eight, eight or nine games in Iron Arena that night. It was awesome. just a blast. And then we go the next day, I don't have to play in any events, so I just play an Iron Arena all day. I had a, <laughs> had a blast. I play in Masters Finals. Every game was miserable. <laughs> uh, I, of, the, of the four I played that day, one game was passable. It's was like, I actually had fun playing this game, and it was a game of but oh, my well. opponent was my opponent was amazing. Uh, Taylor player, super nice guy to play. Um, uh, <laughs> <you know, laughs> No, I, I didn't actually meet Ligel until my... Uh, my first warfare weekend in twenty seventeen.
1: Oh wow! We're getting he's, so, in, he's getting back into the game.
2: So that's we're getting great. back in. Right? Nice. I'm Very glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, so, so again, one of those other super nice people I've met through this game. So many of them. Yeah. Um, so I, I went home, and the wife's like, "Well, how was the event?" I'm like, "Why well, placed like seventh or sixth or fourth or so forth, Because they called me up fourth in the end. So they, they called everyone up in order and gave everyone a plaque that first uh, nice load. and oh, I was yeah. the I was the Eleventh or twelfth person called up, so I was like fifth or fourth or something. And, and it was like great. I'm super not. This is going in a box. I don't care about it because I had so much fun in the Iron Gallant. And although I was like, how was the game? Like, oh, Iron Gallant was great. <laughs> so how was the actual game? Like, oh, well, the Iron renewal Server was great. So how was the actual tournament? Like, oh, it was miserable. <laughs> I don't know if I ever want to play another <laughs> tournament again. <laughs> super, <laughs> super super be on events, and I mean, like, I was super sour for a long time on events until Mark Three happened. Mark Three really? was on. Like, Mark III is a huge... Well, so there was a difference between Mark II and Mark 3, and it's this thing called pre-measure. Yes. Oh, yeah. And pre-measure is a huge change to the game. And, and, and um, if you ever want to do a, a podcast on how to improve yourself as a player, I will give you one piece of advice to talk to. Learn yeah. to ask the right questions and pre-measure as much as you can. What you do is you declare intent. So my intent is to keep this model out of the range of your model. So what is the threat of your model? Oh, it's threat 12? Do you have any way to increase that threat? Do you have any way to move my model? Sweet. So my model is 12.1 inches away from yours. I put a stick down to measure that. Do you agree next turn you can't reach that model? Sweet. We've come to an agreement that model is safe. Perfect. You can't change that. You can't go back on that. My my second most tilting, back to your experience, with the second Australians, I played against the Australians in a team tournament. And I tilted because my opponent effectively said I cheated by not measuring properly. Oh. But it was mark two. So I yeah. couldn't go back and, and and disagree or argue, and like it was it was whatever. Like it was super tilting to me because I don't I I my entire life I've never cheated. Yep. I, I it's not something I'm ever going to do fundamentally on purpose. And if I cheat, I'm going to concede that game. Like if I make a mistake and it's justified, I I, I know what's wrong. I'm just going to concede and shake your hand. Yeah. But that's not how you win at war machines.
0: Nope. Nope. Right? I want
2: I want to win fair. So he didn't think I'd move. He thought I'd move further than I was allowed. He thought I was outside that threat. But you couldn't pre-measure anything. So it, like like. Pre-measuring cleans all that up. And, yeah, it, and the, the, the greatest skill you can learn is war. So the, the greatest skill you can learn in war machine is what questions to ask. The second greatest is how to pre-measure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's like the biggest benefit from uh, war table. You know, war table would not be possible without pre-measuring because you could oh. you do it. That would be going back to the days of vassal where you have to draw a line with a ruler and stuff. What a pain in the ass that was.
2: But yeah, do you, know it, fun- do you know what's funny is I pre-measure less in war table than do in real games.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. Because you could, I mean, well, I guess you just click on a model, you know, you
2: have perfect information all the I, time. I I, I I, never look. I click, I'm like, those two models are sweet, That's all I need to know. <laughs> like, i don't, I'm with everything else. But oh in, in real games, no, in real games, I put like 13 sticks down. I'm like, <laughs> measure, I'm like measuring everything. It's like, we're doing trick and on this table here. Put all <laughs> me that's funny, man. I, I want everybody got a threat. We've agreed, sweetness, move on. And I yeah. actually learned that watching, Watching. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard the name Chris Dancox, but he's a Western Canadian player. Yeah. <laughs> Just amazing! Again, he's in my top five of the 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 nicest people to play War Machine with, okay. and that's what I learned. That's what I learned those questions from: how to stick and how to ask. Hey, do you agree on this? And to get consent on what you do, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it just makes the game friendlier. Like I will tell you now, I, I said this earlier: the best players in this game are also some of the nicest players in this game. Yeah, because yeah. they don't have anything to prove. Right? They, they, they know where they're at skill-wise, so they're not going to argue or fight over a game, and they're going to try and help you become a better player. Because by you being a better player, it makes us better players. Yeah, that's true. Right? Like, if you show up to a table on a baby seal club, you top of two assassinate, what did I learn in that game? I learned yeah. nothing. But yeah. if I tell you, hey, if you put your caster there, I'm probably going to kill it. This is how? Now I know if my army can like last one more turn of attrition against you. Because I didn't yeah. just easy run a model, shoot it, and kill you.
1: Uh, we've oh, been there with uh, a lot of people before like you know there's those there's always some locals that like you know gotta get them wins in
2: you know it's yeah some people still need to justify and it takes a long time to hey, man I'm still growing and I am 10 years into this maybe 12 years into this hobby and I am still 50 oh, years yeah, into this. me too and I am still improving going out because there are probably people out there that have met me at events that think I am literally the attack race. <laughs> and then you'll, you'll talk to other players who'll tell you that I'm the nicest guy in the world, and that you know I'm a great guy to be around. So like, like people only get small doses of me, and I'm I'm very loud at events. And and again, if I'm loud and I offend you, please someone walk up and tell me I'm being loud and obnoxious because I don't know. I think I'm being Come funny right. and adorable.
1: <laughs> I think. Yeah, the same, but you and I are a lot alike. I think. Yeah,
2: like- <laughs> I think. I think you'd have a great time at a convention. Oh, dude! If we ever get to a con together,
1: we're, it's going to be so much fun. So, <laughs> all right, we'll so bring you have
2: much- I'll try and get us back on track before this becomes a Chris Davies um, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> got him again. By the way, this, Chris Davies is amazing. I love you, buddy. I miss yeah, you so much, awesome. and awesome. I can't wait for a WTC again.
0: Great guy. He was fantastic. But anyway, Thanks. guys... Back on track, the conductor. So, uh, you tell us a little bit about your, your town that you live in and uh, what the size of it is. But what's what's the local meta look like up there?
2: So our our meta is we're we're a GW town. Um, our store is a GW store, but that's because that product turns over, there's a lot of household players. So yeah. the War Machine group in town, there's probably four or five small little groups that play in their house, and play just like three, four friends. Mm. But nothing nothing overly competitive. And then I've got. Probably half a half a dozen guys that I play with. Um, my my friend Dave used to do a, a video battle reports called Death Clock Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And that, that's that's my local meta, but we haven't played since COVID oh, yeah, um, fair, if, oh, yeah. because we're we've basically been on lockdown since COVID started out here. Yeah. We, we we came out for like three months, and then um, we live pretty close to the border, and there's uh, a place called Kaluna, which is like Lake Country, which has a bunch of beautiful lakes and resorts. And then we lifted the border restrictions, and people flooded and party from all over Alberta and uh, Washington State, and uh, COVID spiked, so they shut down again. So surprise, we've surprise. we've been locked we've been a lockdown for six hundred days. Yikes, man! Well, effectively all of COVID, but three months. So we, our uh, stores our stores still can't host in in store gaming. Um, the facility we used to go to to play at won't allow people to come in and, and socialize or hang out in the space because it was an office workspace during the day. Yeah. So, effectively, we have nowhere to play but our houses, and my house doesn't have space because I have too many models. <laughs> <laughs> so, you do a
0: lot of a lot on War Table then, I, I assume? Uh,
2: I've played on War Table through the break. Most of my gaming before COVID, I would actually drive. So, I live about three hours from um, Richmond or, sorry, be. Abbotsford is so just outside of Vancouver, which is the the most populous city in Western Canada. Oh, okay, um, it's, it's it's a population of millions um, when you include all the surrounding area. And I, I traveled there, to, or one point three million or something. So it's a large city, and I traveled yeah. there to play. Um, I was down there three or four weeks ago, and there was twelve players in a backyard. That's just, cool. Just in the back in a backyard barbecue, hung out, drank yeah, some beers, played cool some War Machine. Um, absolutely the, there's a store they do monthly tournaments typically the turnouts 12 to 16 players for monthly events. but all the bankers the it's a one of those larger cities right so travels a pain in the ass it's like they were talking the australian podcast was talking, it's talking the second hour you get across yeah so typically the there's four stores that, that host events players from the stores don't really travel to other stores oh so i'm I'm the oddity where I'll go down and play at like three or four different locations to continue with the different groups because that meta is split up into five different subgroups of <laughs> players that never see. really intermix unless they do Weird. a convention. Oh, okay. okay. Well, because you can get you can get sixteen players and they're they're broke up. It's actually nice because there's uh the group I went down to play in the backyard is a casual group. None of okay. them are like serious dive hard, we're gonna go win at war machine players. So it was like yeah. this super relaxed. Don't worry about clocks. We're just going to play games. We'll keep clocks there. But if your player clocks out, if you want to give them more time, that's on you. Like rounds were taking three and a half hours because we didn't care. Yeah. Um, whereas when you go to the store that I, I play tournaments at, those 16 players, they're all they're at lock and load and masters. Uh, four of them are WTC veterans that went for at least one WTC. Right? Like it's it's where you go for competitive war machine. Sure. Mm-hmm. So. Our our meta's, our meta's been good. Uh, War table's kept most of the meta alive, like all of yep. between Discord, WhatsApp, and um, uh, War table. We haven't been able to grow though because again, stores haven't opened. Yep. Right, right. yeah. And, and without stuff. without without people playing in stores, if people don't see the miniatures, people don't come out and join. Right. So. Yep. Exactly.
1: it has yeah. been our problem too. I mean, we have we have literally not had a lockdown. We, we had, we had uh, six, six days with, of lockdown. Uh, yeah, like a, maybe maybe two weeks of lockdown, but yeah. uh, other than that, you know, we've been pretty much fully flowing. But I just don't trust, uh, don't trust the people in this state. I mean, uh, yeah, even I even let's say some of our locals, I just don't know. You know, if yeah, uh, we, uh,
2: we probably broke the ninety percent threshold for first or second dose vaccines up here.
1: Yeah, That's we're awful. at forty. Yeah, just just nice.
2: last, just I think that's first and second. So some 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 of that night is awesome. on the first dose. That's
1: awesome, um, man. That's crazy.
2: Uh, so so it's it's been it's been nicely. Like, we'll get back to normal at some, well, not normal, but the new normal at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's I don't know. It's it's tough. Like this has been a real rough year for the last couple. The nice part about the last little bit is players been talking to me on Facebook that used to play years ago. Yes. kind of talking about the changes, like, hey, like this seems interesting, what's going on. I think part of it is is because they're unhappy with the current system they're playing, and they're wanting to go back to something that maybe they enjoyed, but they were having trouble winning at. Because again, exactly. like I've said before, a lot of players, they don't want to own what's going on in their personal life, and, and get upset at something maybe they did or something not right in their personal life, so they have to hyper-focus on something else to distract from what's really bothering them. Right. And true. The, the game becomes an issue, right? So when you're not in a good mood. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but if you go watch some of the old Death Clock Dave ones, I will give you some stories. I, uh, I, I've done a lot of Narcan interventions. I don't know if you guys know what Narcan is, but it's a counteragent to opiates. Yeah. So I've, I've injected a lot of people in my life with Narcan. I have done a Narcan intervention with fire ambulance and someone dying in front of me almost. Oh man! And I've gone in and played on stream for days. Jeez. And you'll see it in how tilt I get and how upset I seem in the game versus other games where I'm laughing the whole way through even though I lose. Yeah. So like your your attitude, what you carry in, and then that re- reflects on on how you look at the game too. Cause if I continue that shitty move, mm-hmm. it's gonna ruin that game forever for me. Yeah, or, absolutely. Right? If you can't compartmentalize and realize, okay, I'm not actually upset at the game all of a sudden because like my my wife and I broke up or my yeah. I, my kids just really acting out and I can't deal with that. So I'm really upset at war machine. Yeah. 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 So so a lot of players just need a kick to say, like, hey, go try this game again. Things are changed just different. Then they can come back with a fresh mindset. Maybe they'll like the game again. I totally. think warmer right now is at the best the rule set's ever been.
0: I agree. Mm-hmm. So, so, so that's, that's, it's that's, on that's, that's that. my meta. That's, that's fantastic. That doesn't seem too bad. I mean, it's, for Idaho, it's actually kind of the opposite. Well, a little bit when when we were traveling. We would go uh, to Boise because it's about an hour and a half away and they had a pretty good meta there we'd travel there all the time those guys would come here same thing uh pocatello and idaho falls where chain at everybody would kind of travel and intermingle together and you know we were all just kind of one big southern idaho uh gaming community so now i think we're probably the biggest one left i think we got maybe eight to ten really dedicated players and twice as many new or or uh returning guides so
1: not too bad. For I mean, kind the, of the, uh, the issue is, like you were saying, though, is that if you're not playing in a store, it doesn't yeah. expose your game. And if right. you don't expose the game, nobody's going to play. So that's our whole issue right now. That's what I was trying to get earlier is, like, I just don't. I don't really trust the people around here enough to, like, want to even go to the store to play. So no. that's unfortunate, you know, but yeah, I know it's I'm my... glad to play my house. But,
0: so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kill and grill in the backyard. Yep. Anyway, let's let's get in on it. How do you feel about the uh, update in general?
2: Uh, super positive. I think this is a, a really good um, a really good step by the development team and the the playtesters to yeah. to acknowledge the fact that the game's not balanced and begin to work towards fixing it. I the two of the the two best things that came out of this were uh, CID is dead. Yep, thank God. Yes. Um, thank I don't have an issue with CID. I think it served its purpose and its role. I think CIDs can be super useful for, for beta rules testing. For example, when Mark II dropped, they yeah. did a full CID. Or a version of CID. Everyone got beta rules and were allowed to send email responses to them during the Mark II test. I don't know if you guys are around for that. Yeah, no Um way. So yeah, they actually sent, you could print off uh, printable sheets of paper for your damage goods and stuff from their website. And then you can just email back in responses to how you felt things worked or were bad rules and interactions. Rules and interactions were. So it was it was it was really good. So I think C A D serves a purpose. I think there's this places for it. I just think for, for dynamics updates like this, C A D caused a lot of uh, tension within the community, which leads to toxicity. Yep. And removing it just means that you can move in a positive direction. I like the fact that most of the the changes were stuff the community thinks of, right? Like you know, it shows that private press is listening on the Discords and they're listening on the, the Facebookers. When you make a mention, they put in the notes and maybe that's something they're gonna look at for a change. All right. Um, and I think all the changes that were were nerfs were super subtle. None of them were yeah. super huge. Like like the Bethane one seems really huge. I don't think it's overly huge. I think it's it's oh. it's it's more in line with how they wanted the rule to work. It just took a while to get there. I like, think the same with um I still think that one of the best casters in Rhett is um false Oh yeah. And then, like, year just took another fix, but, like, it's just to clean up how things work, and it it, I like the rules as they sit. I feel it sh- that that model's more in balance with other casters of the faction, which is what you wanted of a faction. is five or six casters that are at the same power level to give you a, a, the ability to play what you want. Absolutely. Versus I'm playing Falsier end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that meta gets really stale. We saw that in Mark II with Haley and Lich.
0: yeah. And a, right? a little bit recently with uh, Kruger Two Secret Masters, it was just like the divining or yeah, the deciding factor in the meta period. He, he drove the the entire meta, but
2: uh, yeah, oh maybe there. I think he changed it's at it's various places. We don't have a, a we have we have a good Kruger Two player here, but because we've all learned how to play against Kruger Two, mm. it's not some of the domination meta. But you were right; it, it's it's a list that you have to have in mind when you build lists. Yeah. Which is is something you know you want to have removed from the game. You don't want to be like, oh man, I gotta have a answer for this one list, and then an yeah. answer for every else. See, so yeah. right? Like, but again, the the faith I have because of this update is because I I'm pretty sure I heard somewhere that they're talking they're already planning another one. Oh, well,
1: that's yeah. Awesome. I heard that
2: three right? three
1: months down the road. I think they're going to do another. Yeah, one,
2: maybe it was either going to be quarterly or trily or whatever. Maybe it'd be six months. Even if it's six months, at least we know one's coming. Yeah. And we know that PP over the years has had this ability to react to meta, and we haven't had a meta for two years.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Even though people are playing a war table, it's really tough to it war table data because lists that are really good in war table might never see the light of day on a real right. table. You either a can't move that many models, b can't figure out the trigonometry and math about to play that list properly, and it's too right. complex for real table, or or you just no one's going to go buy all those models. Yep, which, yep. Is a, which is a fallacy because I'll go buy all those models. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so that, that excuse for really doesn't apply with me, but for a lot of other players, it won't. So you don't see that those lists top the meta. Um, and PB's, but PB's always had a good a good record of reacting once they've realized something's really bad. It just originally took a long time, and then it got down to the streamlined into to like six months. Yeah, this feels like maybe Cougar Two probably already on the list for what they got to watch out so for next. Yeah, totally. And I wouldn't be surprised if you asked the dev team. I said, hey, is Kruger 2 on your radar? They're like, yeah, Kruger 2 top of our radar right now because it's the last of the big meta beasts. Yeah, I mean, he himself, the only nerf
0: he got was that Windstorm change. And it is, I mean, it's a nerf, but it's not like a, a huge hit to him. You know, the way he got well, touched is all of his, all the mods he likes to take, they all got tweaked. And even some of them. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Even some of them, it's not like that big of a deal. Like the, the Death Archon, I think everybody can agree it should have gone down to two inch melee range. That makes sense. But the, the Annihilator to Divine Inspiration is kind of a side grade because it opens them up to be more effective
2: to more of the game. So, uh, 100% agree. 100%. Um, and, and to, to be honest, I think the what I like the Kruger 2 change, which with just seeing what Windstorm change does before you react to that, yep. yeah. Let's let's give it a month or two of actual real terms. Let's give it Warfare Weekend and maybe LVO. And sure. they make it a decision. They make a decision after LV one if this model is really good or not. So I right? like that. I like that slow change because they're not releasing Luna twos anymore. No, no, exactly. Right, they're not releasing Mad Dog spam. And <laughs> and, and, those, and I have a I have a feeling that those disappeared. That this current team they have working as devs will react a lot quicker than previous teams because they know that that's what that's the. That's what the fans of the game want, right? Like no one right. wants to see nerfs, but we all want balance. And this ner- the, the the nurse came over really well because we were also getting an internal balancing of the game. Yeah, absolutely. So no one got no one got upset about the void archon and the death arch because we all thought those were fair. Not a lot of people got upset about um, the the changes to strange bedfellows, or they yeah. be working with that that one spell that gave boosted attacks to to the blockader when it really didn't intend to because oh, yeah. they just didn't see that interaction. And the one thing on this note that I wouldn't mind pointing out is everyone has to remember that for every one dev, there's a thousand of us nerds playing this game. Oh, yeah. I don't mean, ner- I don't even mean nerds in a mean way. I mean, nerds because we're all smart, right? And we're all going to put time in. So for every hour one of us spends playing this game, that's a thousand hours of development time that yeah, the, dev- the dev team's never going to match. So for every 10 minutes you're in the toilet looking at your phone, trying to build war room lists, and you're reading rules, trying to find gross interactions. That's magnified by a thousand hours of a dev doing the same thing. That's a great point. I've never thought about yeah. it like that. But so, man. so when, we, when we're so hypercritical of that team, we have to realize that there's so many players. One of us is going to find something greasy. And I'm not saying we're smarter than the devs. There's just more of us. Right. And the devs aren't perfect. So they're going to make mistakes just like we do. I brought bad lists to events. Devs bring bad lists to development. It happens. Yeah. I so think she
0: we, even pointed that out in the update. She's like, hey, there's definitely, or was it in, when she was on the meta? I think she did say it. She's was just like, hey, there's, there's going to be stuff that we missed. There's going to be oversights that we made. Just bear with us. You know, it is a it is a massive update. It's 600-something models, I think. It's huge. I mean, it's, the, the fact that they even got it done is quite the achievement, so good on them.
2: For sure, and the fact that they, they acknowledge the fact that, yeah, some stuff's been missed and it's going to have to get looked at still is acknowledgement that we're going to continue to support this game, which is something we haven't felt as a fan base for yeah. a while because they were so focused on other developments and COVID hit and staffing changes and losing some of the league guys that we always pictured with war machine. Right. Well, they were just, they didn't, they didn't leave because they hated the game. They left because they got better opportunities and they were replaced, but there was no big announcement because that's just not how PP's ever functioned. Ever. No. And they've right? always, Matt, Matt, Wilson's a very quiet guy. He's yeah. not a big, like how many insiders have you seen with Matt Wilson? Maybe like 10, 15. <laughs> yeah. Like he's, he's not really prevalent. Like he's, He's an artist and a creator and, and you don't really see a lot with Jason Souls either because they're just, no. they're there. They, they pass it off to others. And they're, they're very closed off people. And PP is a very quiet company. They don't, we don't push or sell the internal stuff because that's their business. Right. It's not, our, it's not ours. So they got promoted. Does anyone no. need to know? No. They got promoted. They knows.
3: Yeah.
2: Right. Exactly. Like, like, literally, unless you know someone on the inside, you don't know what's going on inside PP and we don't have a right to, it's not a public traded company. We don't own shares in it no matter how much we feel we do because we own the models, we feel we're part of the company, but they're, they've always been providing us a good game, and they've never discontinued a model, or, to be honest, I don't think they've ever really intended to disrespect their fan fanbase. Oh, no, either. Right? So, like, I have faith. I think this update's really good, and what, what brings me hope is that they've been a lot more forward with the fan base to rebuild some of the trust that maybe they've lost with some of us. Yep, absolutely. show signs that they plan to do more in the future, which is good for us, right? Like, it's great. This is... Best war machine changes war table.
0: I, I agree. I think this team uh, recognizes like where some of the the pitfalls were. Sorry, in in PP previously, like their their uh, PR hasn't been that great. But you see, Faye and Lauren talking with people all the time now, and you know that's that open line of communication was really missed for quite a while. I just feel like that they this team has a. Really has to finger on the pulse of the community. Like they just they get it. They they develop like players, which is fantastic. Yeah. Well,
2: I, I think they they came from when the game was like there were players that, that liked the hobby and got into it. Yeah, and then they uh, when you look at some of the old dev team, um, I'm not gonna like name names or pick on people because I think they all did great jobs. I think that by the end of their their terms, they had different goals in mind. Sure. And PP is a great stepping stone. Like, if you want to build up your credit as a, as a game designer, PP is a great spot. Because if you're, if you're part of the lead development team, that's a good title. Like, yeah. Hungerford and Bagani and all those guys had pretty good titles in the left PP. Yeah. That's right. True. Like they, and they build themselves a lot of credit to, to sell elsewhere. Even JR, who was their tournament guy, he, he built credit as a tournament organizer for Private Press, which at the time was a pretty big game. Yeah. So. Yeah, Faye seems energized, which is really good. So does Lauren. All the stuff they put out's been pretty positive.
0: I agree, it's been fantastic. So let's dive into Mercs. What are you uh, excited about in Mercenaries?
2: All right, most excited, like as in cool things. I think Gordon Grumbach might see a table again.
0: Oh yeah, buddy.
2: <laughs> Energizer and uh, uh, resourceful, super good changes for Gordon. Yeah, because you know he's pretty focused on a focus spot. With with two really good upkeeps and a wall, he wants to put in play.
3: Yeah,
2: one really good upkeep and a wall. Nope, solid ground and yet two upkeeps and a wall. So like yeah. it's pretty tough to pretty tough to pay two to upkeep spells and put a wall in play. Return and then gaining energized is a huge thing because his big issue with speeds now. Theoretically, if you play him in irregulars, um, he can get if you. I like him in Soldiers of Fortune because I don't like jank tricks. So in Soldiers of Fortune he can get craned to by the uh, the Ironhead Steelhead mm-hmm. and then he can Energizer for 2 for 4. He can walk for 4 or charge for 7 if he can successfully charge and then feed. So he applies that control 10 to a larger group or to a further distance which is really good without without a, a whole lot of, this, of the jank of having to play in a regular. Pretty if awesome. you play him in a regular... You play him in a regular, so you can uh slam him with backward, two <laughs> and you can and you can pitch him with uh Grauk's Bar and get two dice six on top of that distance. Nice. <laughs> so you can actually get two dice six plus uh plus four for the walk, two for the energizer, and two for a crane. That's amazing. But it takes it takes a lot of jank to throw your caster halfway across the board, and then he probably just dies. No, um, he's, he's gonna <laughs> feed on him what's gonna get to him but, uh, <laughs> I also I also like the thought that can actually playing in uh, Hammerstrike which I think until uh, this update has been a relatively unplayable theme yeah. except for the unplayable competitive theme it's been a really good theme for players who are purists and really like Rulik stuff because the you've always had some options the Riot Quest model was a really good addition to, to uh to the Rulik stuff the battle engines are great oh, yeah. if you like if you like the battle engines um but they've really been handcuffed by the fact that the only caster that really wants to play Rulik is Ostrom. right? And if we're being really honest, I think Ostrom has always been and will always be better in um, Irregulars. Irregulars, because everything he offers to Irregulars, everything he gets from Irregulars, every, every model he wants to take in Irregulars can benefit from every one of the spells. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas when you play him in Hammerstrike, the Mortar wants fire for effect. And he's so yeah. focused on if you can't cast that twice, it's like upkeeping it and casting his four of his four of his six focus. Then you upkeep yeah, bullet dodger and can't even energizer. Yeah, that's bad, right? So like he's a really focused arc caster. So like one mortar, and then you've used up all of his spells in the theme, unless you put snipe on the mortar, bullet dodger on himself maybe, and then you throw uh, fire for effect on the battle engine. But then you're probably not hot swapping it, or that's all you're doing, yeah, which means you're cool. not getting any work out of your jacks. But if you play them in a regulars, you can take Scythe. You can take oh, Eris. You can take Kel Baylock. Do you know that uh, like, Kel, Kel Balok can sit, aim, snipe if you go first and shoot um, structures? Can he really? That's awesome. <laughs> I've, I, I've done nine points to the to the uh, Infernal Gate on the top of one. What the hell? <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Two, two Kel Balok shots and an Eris shot. Eris walks up with Bullet Dodger and can shoot the gate too. Oh She's a master nice player. Yeah. You can you can bullet dodger, walk her up, shoot the gate, and hopefully she doesn't die and Kel Baloch shoots it twice and has nine points. If you shoot it the next turn, it basically dies to a gunner.
0: Holy shit. How why why is Kel Bailock three points?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Real quick. Uh, Because they balanced him poorly. I actually still think he's a five point solo. Uh, I think think a huge chunk of the balance comes to so Private Press, I don't know if players are really aware of this, but they follow lists and what's being played at tournaments when you enter the documents and send it to them. Yeah. So a lot, of, a lot of the lists from, from Major Terms, especially the winning lists, will get sent to them, and they watch that, and Kel Baylor probably just wasn't showing up. So it's on their list of, ca- of models they don't think sees a lot of play. And part of the problem with Kel Baylor not seeing play is that he's really only playable in one theme, the regulars. Yeah, that's true. And Soldiers of Fortune, and um, I think he's in the Kingmaker. So in yeah, Mercs, yeah. he's of three themes, but he's competing for so like. That one merc slot, and this is, goes back to the conversation you guys were having earlier about about opening up. Um, and I, I like the idea of opening up the uh, the Jacker Beast themes to more minion options, but yeah. um, uh, only having one 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 solo choice for Mercs. There's so many good choices, especially with the Raikwa stuff. Kel Bayless is never going to see the table because he's just two shots with a gun that That's do insane. auto three points of damage and no tough. But that's that's all he does? It's the same with alt Ashley. you do Alt-Nashley for Beast? It's a yeah, POW-12 and die, die 6 plus 1 in it? Die 3 plus 3.
0: Uh, yeah, so it's he, insane.
2: If you fire for effect him and he shoots this 14-inch POW-12 gun with fire for effects, so it's a boost POW-12 damage on the Beast. He also, did, and, and he I believe it's Grievous Wounds on the, the initial, he yeah. then also gets to do a die 3 plus 3 to a branch or column of his choice. That's to, awesome. to
1: the, to the Spirit. To the spirit to yeah. the
2: five, <laughs> just take, 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 take five to the five, and then I boosted POW 12 because I have five. fire for effect on me. That's awesome. I, I love that guy, but I, I
0: don't know. I can't get my, hind or my, my head around how Kel and Harlow are three points, and I like, I play some cricks too. What so, and the pistol rate is four. <laughs> what
2: <laughs> so, pistol is in cor- so, so with Harlow dropping points, p- pistol rate is incorporeal and constationary. Harlow yeah. can only light you on fire or remove a corporeal.
0: Yeah, so the, I mean, yeah, Harlow did Harlow checkmates those guys pretty hard, but I, I do see that the, the so, death chill so is good. The,
2: the, the second point is is that Harlow's only available F-A, fac.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: And you have to use a merc slot to get him. so there's there's an additional cost to getting to getting Harlow in every single faction, with the exception of mercs who can play him in regulars or Seerforge.
0: That's fair, I guess. I just feel I'm just so sore about it. Chris is not, not doing so hot already. And it's like, ah, oh, really? <laughs> but, yeah. I,
2: so we can disagree on that because I could talk to you for hours about Chris. I have been right. killing, killing it with Chris lately. So after oh. this podcast, we'll have a Chris conversation. That sounds cool. So <laughs> I think there's a ton of options in Chris. I've been playing the shit out of Scavrous pre I, and post is a, he's, he's amazing, and all the tools for him to be greater than people just haven't used him yet. Well, hey, maybe you got to be the guy—the jack No, no not me, because so I'm going back to Mercs. Okay, <laughs> I—I I, I spent the last two and a half days just building Mercs. I'm super stoked to go out and play Mercs. There's some cool stuff that our faction just—this faction just got, and we've been—we've been sort of hurting for cool stuff, with the exception of Riot Quest models. And yeah. now we have
1: cool stuff that lets us use old models again.
2: Yeah, so, so... Uh,
1: oh, man, I don't want to get into that. Anyway, no, go ahead. Let's let's do it. Nope. I think, I, think Riot, I think Riot Quest models are not good for this game. Yeah. That's a, a so, bold statement, but I think it's true. Like, oh, I they had a negative effect because yep. they essentially made they those models were the worst power creep models in this game, in my opinion. So uh you just have a plethora of solos that were the original release was mercenary. where they were mercs and minions. They weren't like space. If they were faction specific models, like uh, with Chuck Dogwood, they'd be fine. But since they're not, since there are a lot of them were mercs and minions like Scythe, for instance, she's the easy example, but there's a lot of them that, you know, this new Dolores chick too. Yeah. You have to take an ordic model, but whoop, the freaking do half the, you know, if you take, if you can take a Toro, you can take her. And she's really good. But uh I think that they uh I think that they are very uh they are better than the previous wave. Or they were anyway, better than the like all the older older solos that you could have taken.
0: You know, that's my opinion anyway. Yeah, so. because if if you I agree. If you think of like what's, what were the staple uh Merck solos back in the day, it was like Gorman. Even at the beginning uh, of Mark
1: Three, it was like sure. Gorman, Gorman.
0: Saxon work, uh
1: Saxon Rupert. I, if you're if you Iris. wanted to pigeonhole yourself and like before the uh, before the uh, change to Grievous Wounds, you'd always take Alden, and they're all gone. Nobody well, even, like nobody gives a shit about them. So, but because.
2: It, it sounds like they're coming back. So, yep. so cu- counterpoint. Yep, I think that Privateer Press needed to sell models to function as a company. That's so right. Riot Quest afforded them that ability to not have to put out a ton of new models for War Machine. We're still putting out some models for the game to keep the fan base interested. Two, every faction except for Mercs and Minions. Now we'll get into the Mercs and Minions in a second on this. Every is is limited to what they can take, and you take what fits what you want to build. So yes, you're going to get one Riot Quest model per theme. I think that some of them came out a little over tuned, and those have been repaired. There was some acknowledgement that some of them came out over tuned. Mm. Um and that, that's the difference in the dev teams. And I don't think the overtune was it was on purpose. The new dev team really has their ear to the ground and is trying really hard to create balance for us. Yep, yep. Um, so like Malvin and Mayhem were were probably not tuned properly when they first came out, and there was probably some development needed to be done. I think the majority since then have been worked on when you see the changes to Karchef 2 from yeah, his original from his original one they put out to to the one they actually the rules of Greece and War Room, there's been some really good changes to that. Totally. By the current by the current dev team. Taking away the gun to make it just a gun, perfect. Right? Like rewording the feet to make the feet more available for both factions and tilt towards like, you know, it's not this out of the box thinking. It's it's nice. The changes are good. And subtly I think the current feed for Kar 2 is better than the original mm-hmm. because um, he'll get the focus for making combat. Yeah. And and now you can play a Kraken with him. Or you oh, can yeah. play the uh the, the two K Dor I think or two KDO classes, And I think that's amazing because he really feels better with whatever models you want to put him with. So put him with whatever you want. And that's that's a change. So I think, yes, some of the original Riot Quests, they're gonna get balanced out. I like the flavor and character of some of them. And again, it promoted a model that was selling that people bought, like the mini crates that were able to be played in the games. Totally. So it generated a revenue for project Press without them having to say, hey guys we're going to stop making models or we're going to release uh, one caster. We're going to release a caster, a jack, a unit, and an attachment for every single faction in the next six months because we need to generate revenue. Instead, we got a bunch of solos that every faction can play one. With the exception of minions and mercenaries, which I genuinely think that the play all parts of those factions needs to uh, those lists, those themes need to um, be integrated differently. I don't... I don't. I'm. I am not a fan of. I play regulars because it's the best team of my faction. I would rather not play regulars. True. Sure. And I think that minions have the same thing with Woolwork for food. Yeah, they do. And if if you talk to pure minions players, most of them will tell you. Like I have friends that like I would play Gators if I could just play Gators, but yeah. Woolwork for Food so much better, so I don't want to play Gators. No, exactly. Yeah, that's a bummer for faction identity.
1: It's just- I mean, we talked about it in almost every one of these podcasts already, but Steve's got a perfect example of scorn you know so like yeah. if you ask a scorn player what their best beast is they say a freaking Roadhog. it's not even one of their own faction beasts that is ridiculous
2: yeah it's not good i'll, I'll argue i think it's the brute but only because i love Makeda 3 and Makeda three the brutes is amazing
0: yeah no i i mean I, my favorite beast is the spoiler but that's it's just me i love the cannoneer too but i think the conventional wisdom is that it's the Roadhog, hog and it's like that's it's a minion's beast so that's for faction identity, I think that's not
2: not great. No, so. I, I think Scorn's the weird outlier in the fact that I actually like that theme, and I don't really play Scorn. And yeah. I love
3: that. Oh, the Scorn's
2: <laughs> a weird outlier, because
1: we were talking about it today when we were milking cows. Uh, Scorn has, if you compare them with every other faction in this game, have gotten the least amount of releases since the beginning of Mark III. It's true. They've Ratchet. gotten four
2: models. It's not sword. getting. <laughs> You guys played a bunch in Mark II though, right? Yes. Yep. Okay, so do you do you remember that that um the best minions casters were scorn casters? Yeah, yeah. that's true. That is true. That was that, that was always a Mark II joke too, right? I, I like that identity for Scorn and I, I, I don't mind them having that theme. I just I think that and they're working towards it now because really when I'm talking to my friends that play Scorn, I'm getting a lot of lists that are like winds of death or some of the other yeah. themes that are not just DOA. Yeah, and I
1: right think
2: yeah. that, that the way you fix those themes is by making them okay compared to the rest of the themes. That's correct. Sure. Yeah, you're right. I think the only outliers to that would be Woolworth for Food, which I think you need to make Woolworth for Food um, just more. I think you need to push players to more want to play the two or equally want to play the two, the Gator or the Minion theme or the Pig theme, yeah. versus just, I'll just play two lists and Woolworth for Food because it has Overtake as a theme benefit. So, yeah, why I feel would the same way with the
1: uh, Vengeance Junior because I think that theme force literally makes the Creole company theme force irrelevant?
2: I 100% agree with you. I think that, uh, the, but those that again, I have faith that this is something that will come up in internal development and they'll work on fixing because they'll hear it from the players. Yeah, so I, I, think don't know, when... I
1: don't know though. Like, I think that you know,
2: Guar- guarantee players... the mo- the moment Faye is in a room and I have a chance to talk to any of the development team, the first thing I'm going to say is, Hey these themes need to be looked at because I think they're too strong compared to the rest of the faction themes. And I think Faye gets it. And, they, and, and I keep—I don't mean to say Faye because it's a team. I think the team gets it. And I think that at the end of the day, the team will fix it, but they've got to look at one piece at a time. And I think that what we're suffering from with trolls, and I hate to say this, is that um, the lead developer is a troll player who's a troll fan, who's trying to make sure that the, the, the faction doesn't get favoritism, a good honor. Right, like. i
1: mean but yeah but I, mean, she wasn't the lead developer like uh, the entire faction i mean not the whole faction because they're you know they do have great models but almost why are champions and everything yeah,
2: except for it's just
1: it's stupid
2: it's not because you know, like, it was an underdeveloped thought of thing at the time
1: they are yeah. the best unit in the faction and yeah. everyone that's that everyone knows that or everyone thinks that you know we, and, we like, can I like Krell. I love me some long riders and I'm and I'm a big fan of Fenblades and Krill Warriors, but you know, if you Krell, if you listen Krell to and are the best what's
2: that? Krell and are the Krell and are the best unit in that army. You don't think so? Oh wow. Krell, Krell warriors. I, I guarantee you someone out there who's played trolls, listen to me. Take Madrak one, take three units of Krell, add the cavers, hashtag win. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I, th- I mean... I sure, but it, if, you, if you
2: look at... overall, or better, better, yet, better yet, four units of Krell. Or even better, hear me out of this, five units of Krell.
1: Jesus. Yeah, but-
0: <laughs> I think that's well, that's after the update, but I think Jess's point is like, that, you know...
2: <laughs> champs, <laughs> the champs, I, I, I have champs have been the best unit in that faction for a long time, and under any cast you put them on, they're still going to be the same.
1: And I, I agree that that... that they're boring, and they have a really static... Nine inch or ten inch threat range, so you know they are they are something you can work around. But the, you know, I mean, if you listen, if you if you challenge any troll blood forum or anything like that, you know, anyone will tell you that champs are the best unit.
2: But I yeah. think well, I think it's because the rest of the stuff is stifled. That is the problem, and I think barrage team now are probably your best unit. But only if you play them with penny two. Correct. I agree with that. Well, I don't know. Well, I'm, Grim Two is good too, but. Sure. Grim 2 is amazing. I love Grim 2. I, I Trolls, sure. Trolls, by the way, were my, were my first faction. And they're yeah. the faction I continually go back to to play. Um, probably more than any of the faction I return to Trolls. Sure. But yeah,
1: I, think um, the, uh, I don't know. I just think, like, I do not think that Champion should have been in Vengeance Dunia, and that would have made well. that theme force, like, way better. You know? Yes. Because then you don't have this auto plug and play, like, you know, as a with Champs. It just makes them stupid. You yeah, know, make the theme force so they are not friendly, so they cannot be affected by the feed. You know, I don't know. I mean, he lost. He lost a really good spell. So, he uh, but he still, <laughs> he still has all these stupid buffs. You know, I don't know. But
2: I, th- I think Ezreal now, since he's the outlier, is probably the best caster right now in the game. You think so? Huh. I think so. Oh. I think uh, we we have a player out here that is just decimates us with Ezreal. I don't know if it'll be as good because he. I haven't seen with the Malvin changes, but. Like, I've watched him turn entire army apart with SSL. Oh, yeah. I uh, no, I believe you. So,
1: And it's, yeah, it's because no, no, you... It's spot because, like, yeah, like you said, you want your faction to be the faction that it is. I, and that's why I do, I do not like Flames in the Darkness and, uh, you know, I, Warriors of the Old Faith is kind of there, but I still don't like that you could play, like, you know, Krios with Manoth Jacks. I just, I'm not a fan of that kind of stuff. I, know, I hate.
2: Yeah. To, I hate to agree because, as as an internal person, I like to be the uh, the person that argues the the counterpoint all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't see how, and I, I can see a little bit of flames because it's a religious thing, right? Like yeah. Vlad is Vlad is a Manite, and Malph is lending him their most expensive weapon the church has. But why would Signar give Zerkova the hurricane or a lancer? A, no, a cortex. Yeah, a hurricane yes. or a lot yeah. of cortex. <laughs> Here's a cortex. Take it back and investigate it. Why yeah. would would the would Cador- like, whoever hands over Stryker a fucking Conquest is probably going to get hung in the street. <laughs> exactly. And the same thing with the Heart of Darkness is a joke, too,
1: in my opinion. So I hate it, but... I,
2: I think I think the themes are really good. I think the casters they picked are, are, would be good if they... Well, they limited it, right? So I think it's fine there. I just... I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I think that when you play that theme, you should have access to a set amount of jacks if they're open to everybody. Like, yeah. here's the five jacks you're allowed. And then you're going to have yeah, jacks exactly. from your faction. Yep.
1: You know it's weird, like so. I understand that this is just a stupid, irritating thing. But when you buy a Toro, my friend, what uh, what factions on the box?
2: It's a mercenary.
1: No, it's not a Cruiser guard. <laughs> yeah, f you. Wait. By the way, I know. It's you're mercenary. A mercenary. Yeah, no, I don't want to hear that bullshit. It's, it's a not, guard, no. Jack, and I, you can't I have been with Lucas in in Heart of Darkness. It sucks.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I have written in black sharpie. Mercenary, i have all my Toro boxes. The five I have in my closet, all say mercenary. Yeah.
1: Well, that's funny. Good
2: for you, not mine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, no, it's fine. I mean, I don't have a problem with that because that would just make that theme Enforcing on better. But yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just don't have to. I don't have time for that shit. Anyway, back to mercenaries. Damn it! <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: damn it. I'm the one who's getting us I mean, back on track here. Because <laughs> I, 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 by the way, like Hearts of Darkness, so we can discuss that later. Uh, okay. <laughs> you do. Yeah. Huh? We'll, we'll have a discussion around it later. Um, hmm. So back on track, you guys have another question.
3: Yes,
0: work uh, related. Well, yeah, some work related. So we talked about a couple of things that you were. I think you're about to get into uh, some of the old stuff is coming back. Is, is, that, is that right?
2: Uh, no, I, 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 I think there's. I don't remember where I was. Thank you. You were talking
1: oh, about solos that you were going to bring
2: back. Oh, so. So I, I don't think I'm going to bring it back. I think solos. some of the other solos go back because they priced them accordingly. Yes. Again, Kel Bailock dropping to three is going to bring Kel Bailock back. Anastasia has always been a mainstay. With, so the problem with Mercs is that you're either going to play a regular, which gives you access to all the name stuff, right. or you're going to play within your, within your, your little sub-faction. So I think the merc, the merc handicap right now is that if you play Pirates, Pirates aren't, aren't the strongest of themes. No. Right, they're they're pretty cute when you have a death archon because now your death archon, because it's a solo, has sack pond to That's any of the pirate to any of the pirate stuff. That's pretty good. Um, which is actually pretty handy to have, and I think Bart actually has a lot of game in in that theme because the powder monkeys have oh, yeah. um, have enliven or yeah. not enliven. Sorry, uh, uh, make another uh, shot. Uh, pow- <laughs> you know, they have empower and they have to make another shot. Oh yeah, yeah, and stellar tech ancillary attack thank you i've had a couple of drinks yep, um, <laughs> i don't want to scare myself as, a, as an alcoholic but i'm definitely drinking no no, um, no no so so they have ancillary attack and power up so they can give focus out if bart feels a little stressed that turn or they can make the galleon fire so the galleon theoretically in a single turn can drag three drinks that's yeah, awesome, awesome you can ancillary once and drag, and then you can power it up twice so it gets two focus and goes to three. So it yeah. gets a drag and, 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 a, and a melee attack. Then it can turn and get broadsided for another drag and another melee attack. And then it can activate and take another drag and another melee attack. And then it can start making melee attacks. That's amazing. Because it, it hit with a, as long as it hits with the drag. So you've got access to a six-point knockdown bot in that theme, for with speed six and assault. So you can just throw three Buccaneers away to knock some stuff down. So you're like, I'm going to kill those three heavies this turn. Here's my three Freebooters, who are sitting by my my Colossal. Here's my three Buccaneers, which are going to knock down your three heavies. I'm going to drag those three heavies in with an ancillary, a broadside, and a regular shot. I'm going to probably kill one of them with, with my melee attacks, maybe two, and then the Freebooter is going to go in with its three dice weapon master attacks and finish off another one. Damn, and you could have a Commodore to help with that also. So you only need two Buccaneers and a Commodore, and then he's going to make everything that's that's up there in front number twenty-one or better. That's because different. he's got plus plus your armor. So like like the themes. I think if you're playing within the theme, you have to find something in that theme that makes it worth playing. Um, I, you know, Hammer Strike is really tough. I think the only viable player and play way to play Hammer Strike is going to be with Ostrom because I don't think Durgan or um, Gordon, offer it anything that Ostrom that doesn't just do better. Sure. Because Ostrom also has Energizer, so the Jack's going to be as fast. Then he's going to feed for Pathfinder and Energizer. So he's going to get three speed Pathfinder and Energizer for It's the Jack's code, the table distance. Yeah. Um, he's, he can fire for effect the mortars for extra power. So, yeah, your mortar hits with fire for effect, it's extra dice and an extra dice against huge models. So five dice against a, a Battle Engine or a Colossal. That'll get it done. <laughs> Um, so I'm like yeah, that that'll get worked out on those more, right? So like you've got some really cool tools and it you are not there's no models, and I think it's actually really viable if you want to play Awesome in Hammer uh, we're still always gonna be handicapped by the fact that our our best team currently in faction is going to be um irregulars, but then you come to the point when you start looking through irregular solos, a lot of the like the what you'd feel is auto include uh, are six points. Like Boss Backhorn, quest model six points. Boomhauer Solas artist, Brakus model six points. Boomhauer the Destroyer, Brakus model eight points. Eight points. Yeah. Right. So a lot of like those you think would be auto includes because you in in other factions you only get one work choice. So Boomhauer the Destroyer might be a viable choice at eight points because you're only taking one of them. But right. when you start looking over 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 the regulars faction, why wouldn't I just take Kel Baylock? and harlow hold them high and maybe aris as my my one sure. six point choice or maybe one of the five point Eris, is because they're free or why not take alice garrity because he's free and then i'll take a couple of these three point ones to fill points and uh the change to gaston gaston oh, one the junior it's amazing right yeah. so like some older models got a lot of like really cool changes or points reductions that make them viable um and then some of the again, like some of the Ryqua stuff just isn't really by comparison, like Dolores, you I have to pay six points for. Well, she's oh. got a choice of six points. Well, if I'm playing Austrum, that's a gun bunny. Do I want a gun bunny or do I want Dolores? Do I want Dolores or do I want Eris or Cal Bay or Alton Ashley? Right. Or do I want Dolores or do I want Cal Baylock and Harlow High. Yeah, that's tough. They're, I mean, they're she, three points like, each, right? Or do I yeah. want Ragman? Ragman's only three points. That's right. true, Rupert. Rupert Corvolo, three points.
0: Yeah, he's yeah, he's super good. But I think Dolores, man, she seems like she's in a league on her own. Just a, a units worth of shooting in one model. Holy
2: crap! I, I do agree. Dolores seems really good. Yeah. yeah, you have to take her in an Ordic model, which is super easy in Mercs because there's Ordic models everywhere, all over the place. Um, I, I like Dolores. I think the model's got some issues and maybe it needs to work. It's yeah. still As a Merc player, though, it's still six points. That's a speed 5, armor 18, defense 12, gun bunny with powerful attack or powerful spray.
0: That's true. Those bunnies are pretty, pretty insane. Uh, really? What's your favorite archetype
2: in Merc season currently? Uh, I, I build lists really differently than a lot of players. I build lists to counter the meta. Oh, nice. List building has been super tough for me the last couple of days because there is no meta. Yeah. But I, <laughs> what I typically do is I'm like, what are the three or four big dogs in the meta? Okay, I'm going to build a list to counter those. And then I'm going to build a list that, that that asks a different question than those lists. Sure. Cool. So so that when everyone shows up to the game, if you've built a counter to like the meta list, which we'll say is Strange Bedfellows, which is a bunch of blast immune, high speed, high defense, or yeah, high defense models, I'm just going to bring a bunch of armor. Or I'm gonna oh, bring yeah. a ton of dudes and be like, Can you kill a ton of dudes? Because you've got good quality attacks. Do you have quantity now?
0: Right. No, I think that's a that's a pretty cool way to I mean, to build this as always that's been that philosophical question for such a long time. Do you build a question a question or an answer?
2: Yeah, I, I I played I picked Mercs as my the faction I play the most because I think that Austin brings an internal answer or Magnus brings an internal question. Right, like, and th- those are the two casters that I think I have played predominantly. I played a bit of Aurora Two on War Table, and I hated every minute of it because I don't yeah. like <laughs> um, I played, I played Fiona. I think she answers. She asks a lot of the same questions that that Ostrom awesome does, and has a lot of the same utility and answers. I think that's what Mercs brings. Is Merks just has a ton of answers, whereas like a faction like Menoth brings a ton of questions. Sure. No, right that's... now, been, and Kader is going to bring questions, which is why I fall more towards a Cricks player as a second faction that I really enjoy playing because cricks mm. brings a lot of answers yeah
0: they definitely do and that's that's uh completely flipped on its head from what it was in mark ii right that used to be the biggest question asker ever you you, you had to have one list in your pair to beat cricks because they just asked can you kill all these dudes who can kill all your stuff and then usually I, for I, scoring
2: I, answers no <laughs> I, I think the the issue the issue wasn't could you the can you kill these models was never a. Uh, a question that only cricks could ask. The question, what made cricks really good is they could ask that question, but they had casters like Gatsby too, which mm. didn't care if you answered that question because he was just going to feed them back anyways and kill you with them. Yeah, that's or, they, true. Or, or they had casters like Denny, who it's, can you kill all those, those models with this huge penalty on you? Right. And then, then De- Denny's a very utility caster, and Denny won the fact that if you had a question, she had an answer probably. And I think that a lot of Chris casters, even in R2, answered questions. It's just Gatsby 2 brought this big fucking hammer yes. to the table that said, I'm just going to play Gatsby 2 or Scar 1. And people read those as the identity. But a lot of the power of Crix is that their off caster was normally really good at answering questions. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Well- you, you could bring a Denny or like a Lich 1 with a bunch of debuff stuff and be like, oh, you brought a ton of armor suite. I debuffed you. Uh, well, yeah, have, and the magic weapons suite. I brought those because I'm Cricks, and I have a bunch <laughs> of stuff that has magic weapons. So they they always brought these internal answers that I don't know if people necessarily plan to. They just the, the the second best casters in the the faction always seem to have to have them. And so Tixis in their own MR2 literally were just an answer to questions. Yeah, but, but they, also but also ask questions. Can you hit me yeah. at death sixteen?
0: Yep, that's what I was just going to say too. And they were so fast, advanced deploy, desperate pace. It was it was insane. That so, was, uh, so
2: they they asked a the question of, "Can you do with my speed?" I've got yeah. feedback. I've got all this other stuff, but also they, they had answers in the fact they had power swell, they had feedback, they two had games. high they had high defense and two base attacks with so a knockdown. Yep. But they yeah. had all these great abilities that just answered questions lately. And alien. the fact that I think they had magic weapons on the chain. Yeah, I think you're right. That's yeah. Like really. so so I think that's again players just tragically lost their identity for a bit. Hopefully, yeah. players are able to like regroup on the identity because the, their identity for a long time was just Scar one and uh and Gatsby two.
0: That's true. I mean, they had other guys floating in there, like Denny one was always around uh Body and Soul and, for a
2: while. I remember that Body and Soul was really good, but but they again, you bought Body and Soul and. Lich two or yeah, and Lich Scott one, right? Body and Soul yeah. is just a secondary list that also punished you and caused auto losses. Right. Uh, do you <laughs> think, on, as, while we're
0: on quirks, do you think Scything Touch could go back to model unit as a spell?
2: Because Gas before exists, yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. He already has it basically. But I mean, Jess brought up a good point the other day that Rhett has an O2, and does it push Sentinels over the top? Does it push them too far? Maybe.
2: Uh, I think uh, the problem is, is I think normally when you apply Sadly Touch, you you don't, especially Sentinels, don't, Sentinels really don't need it. They're webmasters. And typically, if if an enemy places well, so I think part of the problem comes, you have to balance a game twice. You balance a game for the casual and you balance a game for the competitive. And that's the problem you fall into. As a competitive player, I don't give a shit. Put Sadly Touch wherever you want. I'm going to only let you get one model with it. But the casual player, He's gonna make mistakes, you're gonna get seven models, then 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 it's gonna feel real toxic and negative. Right.
0: That's that's a fair point. So
2: so I think the issue is, is I'm gonna answer everything as a competitive player. And this is something I try not to do on Discord, but when I answer on Discord, I do the same thing. I'm always gonna answer as a competitive player. Yep. But I forget that casual players exist and there's a negative playing experience in casual players that is horrible for this game that we need to make sure we're always being cognizant of as competitive players. Yeah. Like uh, you never wanna you never wanna end a game top of two. No, it does nothing to help uh, anyone.
0: Absolutely not. Like I I mean, I made that mistake once. We had a guy, uh he played with us for a while. And then he moved I think he moved away for a couple of years and he came back. And his first game back, I was like, uh I'm gonna play I was I like, playing for a tournament or practicing for a tournament. I was like, I'm gonna play the mullet carn bullet. I just killed him at the t- top two. And it's like he was like, Well, that was sweet, I never saw him again. So that that uh, was a lesson I learned. Don't don't do that. Definitely do not do that. Toss the game. That's the, that's the best thing for newer players, I think.
2: So I I think this could be an entirely another podcast, but I think I think there's a few steps to bringing new newer players into the hobby. Yeah. The first one is always asking them to assess what they want to gain from the game. Right. Because if, if you know what they're looking to get, and just say, listen, do you want to be good and competitive in this game or do you just want to have fun? If the answer is they just want to have fun, then you need to to set down the objectives of how you have fun. Say, listen, some of the things I do are going to come across as competitive in the way I measure and stuff, yeah. but they're to teach you how to have fun with players that aren't me. That's a good point. That's pretty- yeah. Because I'm going to be as friendly as I can to you, but if you want to have fun against other players, and, and, I hate to say this, but some players come and they're like, oh, "I just want to have fun and have fun and have fun." But they play like douchebags to win.
0: Yeah, that's true. They're, they're
2: like, they will like, measure a nine-inch, six-inch walk as nine inches, and be like, "Oh, that oh was yeah. 6 and be Like oh, that was that was definitely not six.
0: No, no, we had...
2: So that that comes up. So it's figuring out how to get around that toxicity without without creating a negative environment for that player. Because the last thing you want to do is have a player come into your store be that guy I just want to be casual I want to be casual and that's in his mindset but he's casual like I played 40k and I won a lot of games at 40k as a casual player so I'm going to bring that same mindset to learn casual War Machine which is a game that punishes casual 40k players
0: yeah it's true it's brutal (laughs) they
2: do not see it coming (laughs) well it's not about not not seeing it coming though a a good chunk of it is is that War Machine is so punishing on that half an inch 40k isn't
0: yeah at all yeah that's
2: true that's a base core rule set difference, which a lot of newer players don't fully understand, is that yeah, we knock models, we bump them on the table, and it feels like you're playing really sloppy, but when I put down a 12-inch stick and say, I'm outside of your threat, that means I'm outside of your threat. You don't get to just remeasure that on your turn in charge. Hold
0: oh, on, sorry, the, the recording kicked off. But <laughs> Okay, keep Aww. going.
2: Because I've been talking too long.
0: Um, uh, well, we might have to wrap it up, for, moving in for for a couple hours, but yeah, keep, keep going.
2: I'll, I'll, I'll speed up. Um, so, no, it it, cre- it, it, creates, it creates an atmosphere where your opponent is also more comfortable asking you questions. Because the more I ask my opponent questions, the more he's going to feel comfortable. They're going to feel comfortable asking me questions. Absolutely. And that's the atmosphere you want to create, right? So, it, it's awkward, it's tough, it takes a long time to learn. But, like, I, we have a player in town who is absolutely amazing. If you put a new player on a table with them, that player will walk away buying $1,000 in bottles to play this game tomorrow. Perfect. Because that's the way he treats the game. And he's laughing and joking the whole time. And he's like, I can let you win if you want. Or we can like I can teach you rules. What do you want to do? And what he does every game is he's like, I'm going to go learn power attacks this, this game. That's all I'm going to do. Because this is this player's fourth game here. And he needs to learn how a power attack throw works. So I'm going to do a bunch of power attack throws so he gets to see the mechanic a bunch. He'll lose, but he will throw a lot of models. He'll bring like four maulers in his list because <laughs> maulers are air quote bad they will just yeah, power tactical models all day long at each other because that's so that's that's funny, guy, he's getting something out of the game because he's re- practicing a mechanic. but his opponent gets to see the same mechanic and not be overwhelmed in a real game when he tries to learn it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's, a, that's the perfect kind of guy you need as a, a mentor. That, it's the, the
2: only reason Pat's the only reason we have War Machine in cameras.
0: What a guy! You're you the realist, Pat. You hear that? I hope you hear this.
2: <laughs> I I will make sure you listen. He's also the guy that paints a ton of my stuff for me. Probably nice. Probably. I'll, I'll send you a couple of his conversions. He does some gorgeous green stuff work too. Oh, yeah. Let me see that. That'd be sweet. Uh, anyway, anyways, do you have more questions?
0: Yes, let's swap, let's swap back to uh, uh, Mercs for a bit. Uh, what's the coolest Colossal in Mercs, and why is it the Galleon? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm not even arguing argue with you. It's your guy. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> the, the ga- I think the Galleon's the, the coolest because I think it's, it's the one I enjoy playing the most. Yeah. I like drags. Um, the blockader I like I think its identity is good now but originally it looked like it was just a gun platform yeah. with some punchy, with some punchy chain piss um I'm a huge fan of the galleon I like constant explosions and things blowing up my my favorite memories of mark II were explosions
3: yeah
0: absolutely and it, that the drag change is really nice for it. I mean not that it didn't get it off uh enough well it, I, it,
2: just means, it, it just means you don't got to stress damage on the on yeah. the on the drag you always get that POW 22 melee attack. Yeah, which is awesome. I'm I'm a huge fan of the galleon and the pirate theme with Bart. I think that's a theme that players haven't tried to play enough. And I think in the current scenario system where you're just able to with the change to blast immunity, like where it's just plus four armor, I think the galleon with um all boosted uh range attack damage rolls is gonna be super good again. Oh yeah, totally. And those, uh, at, a death, the, at a death arc on a batten down the hatches, feels like a minus two personally against a Hearts faction. Might actually be really good. I bet it is really good. This weird, right? How an armor twenty five Colossal might live for a that might be it. That might be a thing that can that can exist. <laughs> you
0: know, uh, for pirates though, the, it's kind of weird that we didn't really see them on the board. They got the big update just before COVID hits, or before COVID hit, if I remember correctly. So like they got a lot of the models that came out, and then nobody could play. So we never, I, I haven't.
2: Really, see so, I don't. Do I don't think. I don't think pirates were a problem necessarily. The new models are super good and add to the faction. I think the the reason we weren't seeing pirates and we still currently don't is that the meta just isn't and wasn't an infantry meta. Yeah, well, that's, right? that's, and that's... when Ar- what, when archons came out, the the ability for a void archon to just remove six models, seven models in a turn, and then teleport to safety meant yeah. you just didn't play the, You just didn't play those models. Yeah, that's or, true. or or a Meta Archon, like how does a unit of pirates kill a Met Archon? Yeah, the, so yeah. As, as as we see Archon stays their way out, you're gonna start seeing some I think I, I think this is just me personally, and I'm probably gonna get from wrong by someone. Um, as as Archon start to phase out where they're not like must takes in every list, you're gonna start to see other models return to the game, like pirates or like Forge Guard or the, the models totally. that are like Mat Six and mat Seven that can't hit an Archon are gonna start to return.
0: Yeah, and I think that's that was like their stated intent, right, with the, with this yep. update to bring single wound troops back. And I think it's pretty successful. We'll we'll see how the meta shakes out, but first uh, first looks, it looks like that's what they did. So I'm really happy because I like that that style of play.
2: Yeah, and I, I think that we're gonna see. Like I think you you guys have had to send in your pockets a couple of times. You're gonna see some really neat things at Warfare Weekend, and then you're gonna see a whole lot of really different things at LVO
0: yep
2: warfare weekend is going to be a test ground i think lvl is going to be your first real look here's what mark here's what the current meta is and we'll see where we go from there and then it's it's just going to slowly evolve to an an end state that hopefully ever stays evolving i think the only way to keep the game fresh is that every three four months the meta has to change the big dogs need to not be big dogs for two years
0: Yep. absolutely i mean that's that was the main problem with mark two right that when yeah. when Chad started throwing Meat Mountain around, I was kind of the 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 harbinger of the end times for Mark Two. That the, yeah, the, boxes, the armor to, just got too much.
2: Prior to that, it was Haley and um Haley Two and the 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 all the Merc solos, or it was Gatsby Two. Yeah, you just had these these and Gatsby Two and Haley Two were like hard. You if you went to an event, you didn't have an answer for Kruger, Haley, and Gatsby Two in Mark Two. You probably weren't placing in that event. No, that's true. Right? And that's that's the nice thing about Mark Three is that hasn't really been the thing. It's always been sort of changing. The problem is, is that the power curve for some of the good stuff was just too high. Right. And now they've brought a lot of that stuff like Strange Battlefellows, back to where and Abbey 2 back to where it's like, okay, this stuff isn't broken. Let's see where the meta plays out. And if the meta plays out for four months where Dude Spam's a thing and then people are like, nah, Dude Spam's back. I'm going to start bringing up Void Arkles again. Yeah, and yeah. it changes dudes for a while, and then we go back to playing a bunch of army armored heavies, and then it switches again and again. I think that's super healthy.
0: Yeah, that'd be fantastic. I mean, even Kruger was like the top top of the the meta for a long time, but even that wasn't really that long, not really. I mean, it's basically since the Death Archon came out came out, and then he he kind of took the mantle as number one. It's nothing like it was in Mark II, where the entire run of Mark II, Haley II, and Gatsby II were like kings.
2: Yeah, I, I think when I... In Mark III, like, Kruger 2's just been the best caster since Una 2 in, in that faction, and I think that's that's a problem that they're slowly fixing by updating models and, and working on this stuff, is that Kruger 2 maybe... Because I, I guarantee every single Circle player will probably agree with this, is that they'd like to see other casters on the table versus Kruger 2, and they'd like to stop playing Kruger 2. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why some of those Switch factions, right? Like our local in Vancouver that plays Kruger 2 like a champ, is playing Zello now. Nice. Because he was just Tired of playing Kruger 2 after 500 Kruger 2 games. Yeah, yep, that'll, and that'll and I, do it. <laughs> right, and I, th- I think that's the problem that Mercs have right now is that I think your top five casters of Mercs from from pre the update are probably still in that top bracket. Yeah. Or your top three or four, at least, right? Like, I think I think Aurora Two's dropped down, so she's not the top, top dog. Sure. If you count here in Mercs, but we could just ignore her if you'd prefer to. I would. Okay, we'll ignore will ignore a word or two. Strange methylosols exist. It doesn't exist. <laughs> For the rest of this podcast, strange methylosols is not a merc. Like, not a I think good. that makes your brother happy,
0: right? Oh, he love that. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> a blade in the feed right now, so he's that's why he's
2: muted. He's, you don't want to hear the sound of the tractor. So, <laughs> I don't mind tractors. Okay. Um So, um, if, if we ignore that 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 faction, I think your 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 you know your top three merc casters, in my opinion, right now, are probably I don't think you can say a top three, but I'm going to pick my favorite three are probably going to be Fiora or Fiona awesome. And uh, I think Texas.
0: Texas. I, th- I love the Cephal exchanges. That faction is so cool. And I think they, they did a lot to try to, you know, if Texas came out first, of course. And I feel like the faction was really uh, designed around having deceleration available, but then siphon came out and suddenly it wasn't. And, that's, and he was clearly not as good. So now, the, the bumps and armor and stuff, I feel like that's kind of
2: evened out a bit. I think I think Siphon's really close to all. So if you want, I actually think it's viable if you wanted to go to an event. Now, I don't know what the meta's going to look like, and if, if the meta changes to something I, I can't predict, I could be wrong. I think you could actually go to an event with Texas uh, Siphon and actually be, be relatively competitive in the fact that I think that Texas can take on most of the field. Yeah. And Siphon, because this Subduer is only eleven points now, gained four range on his gun, so he's now got like a, a, a decent range on his neck out of ten inches is really good. And they're all twelve death base, yeah,
3: which awesome. means like
2: a kid or heavy misses on a on a four, yeah, which might not be much, but when you think about it on on Siphon's feet, their armor twenty one, twenty two on the ten point warden, like armor twenty two means a Juggernaut goes in at what power strength nineteen does 19. dice off three. If he charges for free, he does, uh, like, seven and a half on the first attack, and then he's got three more attacks and a fist attack that does, like, two points of damage. Yeah. So, like, that, that's, that Warden might live through that attack. It should, on average, right? Right? So, you know, if it survives a feed charge from a Juggernaut, it can survive a lot of things in this game, because Juggernauts are pretty baller, and they're only ten points for the Wardens. Yeah. So, like... S- Siphon feels real playable, and I, he got probably what I think is the neatest change to a lot of casters in the game. I don't know how much he benefits from it. I think that, that Kane 3 moves up into that upper tier oh, signer cast. I think he moves in the upper tier signer caster because they have access to a 9-point charger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Mercs don't have a 9-point charger. But, like, the the synergistic magic rule seems, so really, seems really cute on, on Siphon because he's got a really good attack spell. It just does POW 12s, 4-inch AOE, just POW 12s. Really? And if you shoot your own model, it auto-hits.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's not blast damage, you can't ignore it, it's just empathic overload. Models hit by empathic overload suffer a POW 12 damage roll. Oh, that's sweet. When a, empathic a overload targets an, a friendly model, it automatically hits.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know about that because Jess and I were talking about it. I'm like, why the hell did Siphon get this rule? Like, doesn't his does his spray even do damage? And I was like, God, does he even have a so
3: nuke?
0: <laughs> he, he's,
2: he's also got gallows. Oh right. Hey. Nice. So his only upkeeps so are onslaught, blur, and um an armor spell, perseverance or something. Yeah. Yeah. I guess perseverance. So those are his upkeeps. And perseverance is really good on, on a heavy because you can't be moved. So like you could theoretically throw plus two armor on Gatsby. And now Gasby, I think it's can't be pushed, moved, or slammed. Oh. Or thrown. Like Gasby just sits there at plus two armor. So it goes to 18, which is only one more than you had before. That's um, gross.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see that.
2: <laughs> well, Gasby's a Gasby's a Crix model, and, and there are a lot of Crix models. So Gasby doesn't feel outside of theme inside Sepplix.
0: No, no. I um, think it fits it. Yeah, I think it's totally fine. It's not strange, but so, which doesn't exist. So that's good.
2: Correct. Which isn't is in my Mercs. Yeah. Um, so or in this discussion. Yeah. um, so, like, I think he has some good abilities, and I really think that the fact that he can I look at a focus, the addition of Stygian, which means that on first turn, if you set up properly, Stygian can just not advance and it can give one focus to like most of your battle group.
3: yeah
2: is is useful because then your battle group starts at one. Uh, the caster can add out a one to everybody so it can run on the first turn and maybe. Maybe throw like a single spell to upkeep. But the problem with Siphon was you could never get your spells out and run your beast without damaging your beast. And you have no way to heal your monstrosities, with the exception of now you've added Stygian. Right. So like you would never get full fury or full focusing on the monstrosities to benefit from the fact that the fury never or the focus never goes away. Right. So you yeah. could never run that full efficiency. But now, between Stygian and the fact that he doesn't pay to upkeep spells, if he can get one Essence Blast off on four or five models, he upkeeps for free the next turn. Yeah, that's awesome. So Man. that means that you can now take those those three focus you save from your upkeeps and be like, I'm going to allocate three. Yeah, And get some work done. Yeah, that's great. And
0: Stygian, I mean, I think he's great in Zephyr, you know, with, with Texas, of course, he gets access to the best spell slavable model in the game. And tell T- to- he's just, T-K-, TK is amazing. It's fantastic. But in Siphon, if having gallows that's not uh that's not a bad one to to get either it's power 13 if nothing else
2: extends some third it's, ranges out he can also cast essence blast oh wow that's weird <laughs> essence, essence, blast, essence blast is like a ranged eight spell i believe right yeah <laughs> that that auto hits friendly models so we get sso let's say i feed and i send a bunch of jacks in and my caster throws out an essence blast and pulls in some power tokens for the next turn um, Stygian can walk up and SS Blast another monstrosity and it auto-hits, even if the monstrosity is in combat. So monstrosity up. gets in. Yeah. The monstrosity just gets in and fucking gets charged by a bunch of guys. He's like, I oh, Essence Blast a monstrosity It takes a power 12. Everyone else takes a power 12.
0: That's awesome.
2: God, so, like, God. There's, there's some there's some playability depending on where the meta goes. I think some of this stuff's really good. I might be completely wrong. I, I think that Fiona is still, in my opinion, the change to Gaston 1 makes Fiona really good. Oh, yeah. Um, but again, I think Bart has play. I think um I think Magnus still has play in the, in the faction because I think he's got one of the best feats in the game. Oh yeah. I think I think his feed is like second only to Gordon Grumbach, and Gordon Grumbach's feed is only lessened to Magnus because it's control ten, not control twelve. Yeah. And and Gordon gained a bunch of viability. I think Gordon might be pushing for a possible. What I like about Mercer now is that you can play a bunch of casters. I just still think the top three are the same as before, but now your secondary caster. Can be something you want to play like Gordon Grumbach and still be super competitive, or it can be you could do a Texas siphon and still actually have a chance at an event.
0: Yeah, and who, and who knows of those second tier casters floats up if you know some sort of combination gets unlocked somewhere,
2: somewhere down the road. You know, oh well, for sure, I think I think it's playability in almost every caster. I think we really only have a couple of misses in the faction that that I think they'll look at next time through. Yeah, Bart, Bart being the main one, um, but if you go through like like the list of casters. Ashen one, super playable. Fantastic. She's got she's got two themes. She's she's super competitive in the irregulars, and then the um, lineage themes. Yep, yep. um, Ashen two, I think there's a list there. I've seen people player where like I haven't put a ton of time into her, but like, um, she gets unyielding and tough for her entire army. Yeah, in lineages awesome. you can give, you can give unyielding and tough to two units from metal. So if you wanted to take two units of the shield wall. Menoth Duters, Um, whose name is eluding me right now. Um, the, medium base, the medium base ones with Shield Bowl and a Sword. The Incinerators. Uh, you can take two units of Incinerators, give them plus two armor, and, and, or so you can give them unyielding and tough. Yeah, that's great. She can also hand a fate them.
0: Yeah, Jesus Christ. Well, hand a fate. She,
2: she, has, she has True Path, so she can give them plus two women on the charge. And some Pathfinder. That's good.
1: Sorry. You can Also take failed sure. experiments
2: or soul troopers. Yeah, correct. You can also bring a ton of cool medium based models. Thank you for remembering Crystal Guard. Also, like um, yeah. so she, she's got a super good spell list, and her feet's not bad. She gets to bring a bunch of solos back.
0: Yeah, which is super
2: out. good. You, you you throw some stuff away and be like, I'm going to get those back, so this is going to cost you to kill them. It's yeah, just right. that They've, They have great
1: solos them. anyway, you know. So that's. If you want. work with the, if you take the solos with uh, mm-hmm. like the other faction, like let's say you were taking Protectorate,
2: like you're the... not allowed to take Protectorate solos. You can only take Protectorate uh, units, two units. Oh, uh, that's right. Okay. 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 I'm sorry. It's the super limiting part of that, that theme, which I really like. Because if the theme was open enough to take solos, I think that theme is, is it follows the same line with some of the other Protectorate oh, yeah, sure. themes. Um, so I think Kane, all Kane's missing, because, and I don't get me wrong, I love the Swallow. Right. I I love I love the, the range jacks in my fashion, but like I don't know if energizers enough to make a Swabber a good enough gun platform to, to make Kane really good. Yeah.
1: I like, think, a charger.
2: Uh <laughs> no, I, I think I think the problem the problem with Kane and, and you hit it with the charger there is that every time you look at him as a Merc player, you think, Fuck I need a charger. Yeah, There's probably someone out there that plays Mercs, it's like fuck you, the Mariner and Swabber are fine. I mean, I think you could take a couple of mules.
1: With all oh, new yeah? change and it makes him a range eighteen aiming gun at power fifteen on the feet turn. It seems pretty good.
2: Like I said, there's going to be someone out there that's like, no, this could still be good. The yeah, problem no, is, I,
1: I, I love Kane. I, he, I played him with Dynamo out of theme a long time ago. Oh with, yeah, that was my Oh, that was so fun. <laughs> yeah.
2: Kane but- one is my favorite caster all time. At War Machine, next to Durgan. Oh, oh there cool. You. And K- Kane one holds my current favorite list in War Machine. Oh, um, Dur- Durgan owns my favorite caster kill. So <laughs> I, again I, I think K three is super viable. Just play with them. And like you just said, like mules and mariners actually seem maybe viable. You've got swabbers. Like there's some guns. They're just there isn't a nine point charger, so we're always gonna be handicapped mentally yeah. by by or we're it's always like, gonna put ourselves at we're gonna put ourselves at a at a disadvantage mentally because we're constantly gonna think, well, a charger's just better and I don't have a charger.
1: Well, I mean um, like like you said though, the was it the swabber and the other one, they have range eight pow twelve guns. They're not bad, they're just short range, you know. But, yeah, like they're
2: they're theoretically range 10 now because he's right. got energy. He's got he's yeah. got a two-inch cork. So like yeah. maybe some of these stuff that wasn't good before is travel. I just haven't had time to put it on the table, and who knows where the meta goes. If so the meta goes to where these are really good, shit, Kane might be again. We the the, the cool thing about Burkshart now is there's a lot of stuff in the air, and we have a lot of answers to those questions.
1: Yeah. Um, I really again, like with them till two still. I do like yeah. that thing.
2: Sure. Yeah, Gallons are galleons are amazing. Gallion is still my favorite Merc Jack, even though I have an Earthbreaker or a three. Um yes. <laughs> I own I only own two galleons. I have three Earthbreakers. Three Earthbreakers, now. You can totally. fill three with Gordon. You could always yeah. fill three with Gordon. So okay. I, I bought three. That's such... Um again, I think Bart's in our in our competition for our top five, because I think there's some play in Bart if the if the if the game goes towards infantry spam, Bart's feed I, do you guys know what Bart's feed is?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, it's awesome.
2: It's yeah, okay. So it's like a knockdown and minus two to attack. it's, it's awesome. Like, Yep. Bart's Feet's like, you want to come fight my what? Nah, I feed in this turn. You don't get to fight my Galleon unless you have no knockdown. <laughs> right? so like, like, he's got some actual game and some scenarios because you can put himself in a zone and be like, I feed. If you come to the zone, I kill you. Because you're all going to be knocked down, which means the Galleon is just going to eat you all next turn or my Death Archon. Um, Damiano, I think the only limiting factor to Damiano is that Dude Spam disappeared. Shirtfoot on Trenchers is amazing. Surefoot on Duggan trenchers who are immune to blast, because Duggan is still immune to blast. It's not just plus four armor. Like if AoE's become a thing because the, the answer to blast damage was uh it's it's now gone. So if Gumbjorn starts to dominate, surefooted trenchers seem like an answer to, to Oh my god, Gunbjorn. my record, this is even better. <laughs> right? Like so depending on where the meta goes down and his feats, plus three armor, plus three strength. Like that's enough to crack anything, right? Yeah. Um Sh- Shay-, Shay still runs Death Archons better than anyone else.
0: Oh, sends them way downtown.
2: Damn, that's awesome. They, they get a three inch move, right? And yeah. the, the, there's some tricks, but I don't think Shay falls. I think Shea and Brahira suffer a little bit. Shea's got that same rule synergistic magic though. Yeah, that's good. Which which means I don't know. Which means he which means he can cast Storm Ranger for free. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> yeah. so you can hot swap Storm Ranger if you want, if you get enough tokens, and because he gains he's got sprint, you can go in, kill something, and then fuck off. Yep. Yeah, that's good. awesome. And he's got a range twelve power twelve hand cannon, so you can scoop up a couple of uh, of, or, of shots early. Yeah. And surprisingly, he's actually got an attack spell.
0: It's Does only he, range. You know,
2: yeah, it's range I, eight. Dude. Was a blow you the never, man down? Is that what it's called? <laughs> it, it's blow the man down. Yeah. I nice. think it's like a Pal, it's like a pow fifteen range eight spell. It's never I've never cast it in my entire life. Uh, <laughs> damn. But, but again, uh, Constance constant place, she's still in the faction. I don't know if there's viability right now because we don't know where the meta goes, but if dude spam returns, she runs pretty good dude spam and dudes got cheaper. Oh yeah. Right? I think the, the big suffer right now is McBain. Because there's so many answers to tough. I think it's oh, just, yeah. his feet just needs a rework. I don't think there's a, a way to fix McBain because everyone's gonna be like, well, they will just bring an anti tough model. Yeah, pretty easy. I think he's got one of the better spellists in Mercs. I think his spell list is super cool. Right? Like Energizer, Failsafe, Countermeasures. Uh he's got a reroll spell. He's got jackhammer, and then he's got he's a nuke. He's depending on what awesome
1: armor you're playing against, countermeasures can break a game.
2: Yeah, it's yeah Armor is and the failsafe is plus two armor and no cripple, So if you're bringing like a, a blockader, my fully functional blockader with one box. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, and you can jackhammer. And, and, I think Energizer is still one of the top movement spells in the game. Like yeah, Flicker's the great. only one I can think of instantly that's a better movement spell. Now locomotion's gone. Yeah, he's got fortune, fortune, fortune on Adrian's. Fantastic. Like I'm never gonna miss my attacks. And then yeah. jackhammer. So my blockader just to keeps my fortune blockader keeps the Keeps getting to make attack rolls, so I think I think the limiting factor on McBain is that his feet is just sometimes just not a feat. Yep. Any yep, any right. and and grievous model takes it away, and yeah. I, I don't like I don't like feats that have counterplay. Like they changed Ryus and like the, the twins feet. Yeah. And I think that McBain's feet needs to be just maybe looked at, but countermeasures means it's hard to just say, well, his feet just you can't die.
1: I mean, you could say that's the same thing about Jarl's feet because
2: Yarl's feet to wash also. I think Jarl's feet needs a rework. Yeah, I love Yarl, I love Yarl, and I think do. his feet's just. But again, there's a very small amount of casters. We can say that about like I've gone through I, almost the entire. Like I, I'm not looking at War Room, but I'm pretty sure I've gone through most of the casters in Mercs. I think I'm missing like five or six. Yeah, and McBean's the first one I said. It, I don't know if there's a list for him right now, and part of that is my my mental barrier to the fact that I think some games he won't have a feed. Yep, no, I agree with you. But in games he has a feed, he's probably fucking amazing.
0: Yeah, for yeah, sure. Right? I mean, we, we said the same thing when we talked about a risk recently. It's like his, his feet, when it's good, is crazy good. Most of the time, yeah. it's a
2: horrible. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> if, McBain, if McBain feeds on a couple of Eliminators with countermeasures on them and runs them into your shooting army, what do you do? Yeah, nothing. You know. If yeah. you don't have Grievous, what do you got? You got like, <laughs> pow, power attack throws. You could throw the models away from you, but they're Amazing. def 17- Kazi eliminator. So yeah, feel luck. free to throw two of me. Yeah. <laughs> Until you knock me down. And then then you yeah, I'm knocked down. Yeah. But so other than those two, you've got the two Magnuses. Uh, yeah. I think dropping a I think dropping a point on nomads actually makes me think about Magnus the World again. And I I I have always liked Magnus so with cool. Steelhead. I don't know if you guys are aware, but like I played Magnus a lot with Steelhead. Did you? And oh, cool. uh yeah, fifty-two steelhead, Alexian the Risen and Magnus.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> two, two, two nomads and a Italian, and the list was fucking stupid. That's and hilarious. <laughs> it was like, I'm just gonna clock you. Here's some dudes. Yeah. Um, but, but that was what the, the meta didn't have an answer for that at the time, and now the meta had an answer because of like sprays and all the excess attacks. And, yeah, and yeah. splitting the scenario makes Magnus and speeds less relevant, which is really good because a feat that just auto wins you games is no good. I went to LVO. Uh, I think it was the year Keith Christensen won LVO hmm. um, with the Slayer Spam Yeah, and I did, I did Champions and I think I didn't make an attack roll for my first three games. Jesus. <laughs> I, I won the roll to go first and none of my opponents made it to a zone properly because they were spacing for my, like, prepping to fight my 52 Steelhead and Alexia the Risen. And then I charged forward and feed it. And I'm like, <laughs> well, you didn't get into a zone and I caught your whole army, so good game. <laughs> sweet <laughs> so like so like the fact that scenarios are spread out more and it's harder for that to do that with magnus is, is actually a lot better um so like not a complaint against magnus's feet is beats pretty busted if your opponent doesn't know what's going on it's a pretty negative play experience yeah um but dropping a nomad by a point actually makes uh, magnus more viable dropping the talent by a point now he can run some unyielding number 20 talents and it feels like maybe you can get some play out of that. Plus, you put him in Steelhead and he gets like some support pieces of Bulldoze. Yeah, that's Because all the cavalry in Steelhead get Bulldoze. So now <laughs> you can push the models out of a zone and feet and be like, well, I huh? bulldozed you out. So I feed it. So I'll score that zone for free. That's good. The key, the key <laughs> to winning with Magnus is you have to score two points on your feet. Yeah. You you have to score at least one flag or one zone where no one can contest and be up by two points at the end of your feet, or you you, you don't have a lot of game left, right? Because he's he's never going to cast Calamity. You're not going to get much effect out of Magnus because he himself isn't a big baller that's going to go get the fight. His spell is just it's Escort, which makes Jack faster and Bullet Dodger. Yeah, and then again, Calamity, which is a cost three offensive spell that he's probably never going to get off, even if he raises his Arcodes.
0: I like these Arcodes. So, did they get
2: cheaper? The renegades? Eight eight points. They dropped by two. Ooh, I I awesome. actually I actually pulled both mine out of the closet and put them with my Magnus earlier, which oh, I'll send you a picture of my Magnus because I have it a custom build on
1: That they like why can't the other mercenary casters take the renegades? That's a uh, yeah, purely flush. Old, old,
2: <laughs> old, old throwback. Old, old throwback.
1: Yeah, super frustrating. that stuff is irrelevant now. Like yeah.
2: super, super frustrating, and I completely hundred percent agree with you. It would yeah. be nice if I could take the coolest jack in my faction with anyone I wanted, even I mean, if it, it was. Might, it, might, it might be. I mean, is it
1: really broken to arc distractions? No, I, I think.
2: I think you need to put. Um. I, th- I think you you would need to put that lock that into Kingmaker, to make yeah. that um, like thematically okay. It would be like it's allowed in Kingmaker.
1: Right. 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 Yeah, because it's
2: it's the limited affiliated theme force or whatever, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, other other than the Magnuses, Magnus one needs a rework. I don't know what to fix on him. I think there's, I don't know if it's the meta just isn't good for him or that he's just not. I don't know. Him and I have never gotten along. But he got the coolest mini crate model. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The coolest mini crate model I just sent you on Facebook. Oh, did you? that's, That's a Magnus 2 model that everyone should own. Let me see it. Oh my god! So, so again, <laughs> one's one's, is one spell. is <laughs> one spell is pretty good, though. Like, I, I think the issue is, is that his beats, <laughs> man. Oh
0: man, <laughs> this model's amazing. Sorry. <laughs> okay. A friend of my, a friend of mine made it for me after after the WTC. Let me post it in the chat here.
2: So then, then you've got you know, I think Gaston two. Which I just he seems really good now that he can collect souls again.
3: Um hold on, I'm posting this thing.
2: Oh,
0: who lose you? Am I gone? Um, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, no, I I love Gaston too.
2: But yeah, I don't know. Well, and then again I think Gordon Grumbach's right up there in the the, the conversation to from Caster's. I like think he's he's his seat's more aggressive than Magnus's. Which yeah. which I really like. Uh, because it can be used in both. Well, like Magnus's feet is a, I'm going to lock you out a scenario or lock you over Alpha, right? So I'll going to have two Alphas on you. Whereas Gordon's feet, I can push you sideways, I can push you backwards, or I can push you towards me. Or if you're not in me to push, I can like push half of your shield wall into the shield wall and pull the other half forward and tear apart your shield wall.
0: That's awesome. And they get knocked down too, right? So
2: Yeah. But I yeah. know the feast on knockdown is minus three speed, defense, oh. and rack.
0: Oh wow, that's weird. Yeah,
2: so, so, not only does the Death Thirteen caster have a, a new solo in Gudrun the the wasted Gudrun the wasted yeah. that gives him plus two defense. He has a wall which gives him plus four defense against guns, and then a feat that gives him plus three defense against guns. Damn. <laughs> so you, he can he can get super aggressive, and now he has Energizer and he has um, the ability to take the crane. Like if you're playing, if you're playing a regular, so you can take the crane. Yep. And you can take Boomholler for repo. So like you can get right up their feet and then repo three back. Oh, that's great, right? So you can get even further back away if you take boomy. Like there's there's tons of tricks, or you can just play them in uh, in Seerforge, and you get um, you still get Gudrun the Drunken now because Gudrun models are allowed in Seerforge finally. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's right. Sweet. So like like there's I I think there's a lot of places. So I think Mercer in the super good spot because all the old stuff that was good is still sort of good. Like I I think the the coolest list I think I I thought. Of, that's going to be out so far is going to be Fiona, with Gaston one and Crows. Yeah, that seems pretty awesome. Really, when's when's the last time you throw Crows on the table other than Infernals?
0: Yeah, yeah, never. And comparably is right? such a cool, uh, sweet spell. Like, what a great design for a spell.
2: Uh, I think it's amazing. I, th- I think it's Malakov's going to be a super threat in the meta, for as far as I can see. Yeah, because both sites with Ambush seem really good, and then you add in the fact that you can take. Crows and any other unit and be like, all right, well my this unit's gonna get backstabbed from my ability. Yeah. Crows naturally have backstab and the co-set are gonna force you to play in the middle. Yep. So I'm gonna force you to play where I'm gonna get backstab for two units on one unit I need to kill. And that seems super good to me. And I think mm-hmm. that uh that Crow one has the same ability but can do it and almost be safer. Yeah.
0: I think it's such a funny time. Or people are like, man, I th- I'm thinking I'm going to take some cosite
2: Woodsman. Like, <laughs> nobody's <laughs> ever said that. <laughs> but yeah. I, when's, when did you ever think you were going to say, like, I'm going to take a, the Thamorite Advocate with yeah. in the regulars, and I'm going to take Gaston 1 and Crows. Yeah, <laughs> pretty bizarre list. <laughs> That's funny. Right? And when did you ever think you were going to take Gaston 1 and actually use his, his running gun rule? Yeah, yeah. never but now you're like well i need to run a gun because it's a range 10 spell and i want to be fucking 16 away from whatever i got that spell off on yeah absolutely so so i never i never thought that i would befuddle this is this is the play in my head is say you walk up with your 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 front unit that i want to take that i want to discombobulate your jack I'm, i'm gonna i'm gonna befuddle it forward three then i'm gonna walk up and discombobulate after I so I'm gonna def- befuddle it and curse it so it's minus two armor, then I'm gonna walk up, discombobulate, shoot something to run and gun away from you. So, from where that model originally placed, I'm like 19 inches away from if I need yeah, to be. That's awesome, right? So, Gaston's still super safe and he just runs a jack within five of that final position to get the boosted, the, the additional dice and the Thamar advocate to give her to give him the, the reroll. Yeah, God, that's so insane. he's able to do. He's able to do all that with just without boosting. Because he's got three dice, anyways, for the for the the jack within five, yeah. And then he can still boost his his. Um, his he's got shot. a reroll and a boost on his gunshot. Yep, that's pretty sweet. So, so he pegs off a solo, and then he runs back and it's like, okay, I'm back here safe. And then crows walk up, and I don't I don't know if you've ever seen crows shoot stuff in the back yard, but I play Texas, yeah. and yeah. crows shooting stuff in the back yard with Texas, they basically kill whatever they want to go after. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So like the fact that he can discombobulate a colossus. And then Crows can charge a Colossal with minus two armor. I mean, like, Crows get four dice charges at POW 10, I believe, on a Colossal. Yeah. yeah. If it's their prey, I think it goes to POW 12. At 12, yeah. yeah. So, like, Crows reliably could do six points of damage each on a kator Colossal, which means a unit of Crows could maybe kill one and then repo five. <laughs> That's so awesome. Because <laughs> I, I hear Crows ride like cavalry.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they're so fast. They're so shifty. <laughs> so fast.
2: The dread, the dread pirate Roberts. That's probably the the worst rule in this game, and my favorite, yeah, is like Crow can never
0: die. Yeah, no, just kidding. I'm Crow, no, that no, I'm Crow. It's just playing Spartacus. It's, it's my <laughs> dread pirate Roberts rule, that's amazing.
2: <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I, I think, I think that's the the first list I'm gonna reach for to try. It's gonna be a few on a list, and then it's probably gonna be Gordon.
0: Cool, yeah, if you, if you, uh he hasn't seen any play in Mark III, and he was so cool in Mark II. The feets are
2: pretty, pretty useful. So. Uh, he's seen play in Europe. Uh, a lot of players have run running with the. Um, they run the Dalian Scarra, Wrong Eye oh, okay. Snapjaw. They run them in the regulars with the uh, the Super Solos. All the juniors. Huh. Yeah, and what they're trying to do is you move up with them aggressively, and you you grog spar pitch him, So he gets the extra die six inches. Yeah. So you you uh, walk him first turn, then you grog spar pitch him on turn two. And that would give you the extra distance to actually make him viable on turn three. And then you would attempt to feed and drag two or three models into the lessers. Oh, and, okay. and, and and then punish the rest of the army. Because at minus three speed, rat and defense, they're really yeah. not doing too much because they can't shoot much. And it gives you like an alpha and a setup for another alpha. Pretty but cool. his his limited speed and control range, but with energizer and uh, and some other built-in things like Gudger the Wasted for some defense. Yeah. And he does he does need Silas now, which means now you can take Madeline Corbolt Keep him safe. That's nice. So <laughs> Madeline Cabral could be like, "Hey, you can't hurt him because I'm here and pretty, or whatever the rule is."
0: Yeah, whatever. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I don't think it's pretty. I think it's um parlay. Parlay. There we go. They vote like, secret of parlay. Madeline walks up and and it's like, "You can't hurt my buddy because he's my buddy." So get bent. And I think that's that's valuable, <laughs> especially especially if we move towards like I I think again, prosites crow and crows are going to be prominent. Oh yeah, uh, which means again. He's never going to get hurt behind his wall at Def seventeen. Gaston might not get him, and um, Malakov might not be able to discombobulate him because his defense gets pretty good, right? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And then to top it off, if he feeds on Malakov, he pushes him away, and Malakov's mastery speed yeah, won't be able be to get back. To, won't be able to get to all, a feed on him a feet off. Yeah, so like he's going to be safe from from that list and he's also like when you play K-2 or Mana War spam against him, he's he's got playing, you know. Because oh, yeah, Madeline, Madeline Cabol means Mana Wars can't attack him. Yeah, that's awesome. And I don't know if you know what his best power strength weapon spell is, but he's got a spell called Strength of Granite. Oh, He sure does. <laughs> which 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 turns an Earthbreaker up to like power strength 25 or 26. I think it's, that's viable, competitively. <laughs> you could probably do something with the power 26. It, it just means that if you walk into like a unit of Mana Wars, you probably kill two or three of them? Yeah, probably. You and could... You could probably kill a couple of clamjacks because you know <laughs> it's, it's still an earthbreaker, and at yeah. a minus three speed. Those other clamjacks might not get to you. Probably not, no, because minus three speed means their speed one.
0: <laughs> I charge four inches. That's so funny.
2: Unless <laughs> unless the, the, the hasn't feeded yet. That's true. Yeah, they, then, they they have... eight, then, then they go to eight, and then they go to down to five, right? Yeah, it's yeah. it's ag- Add, subtract, so they go up to 8 and then down to 5. Down 5, yeah. What a bummer. Damn, yeah. Khrushchev. Dang Karchev. Dang Karchev, too. I I think he's going to be one of the more prevalent models in the meta, him and Malikov. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. It's partly because Cater has been so soft for a long time where they can only really play um, a couple of themes, and now they've been given all these cool new toys, a lot of players are going to rush back to their favorite themes. Yep, yeah, absolutely. I, I 100% agree. I think that was the bonus of this update is all those cross-faction themes and players that jump on strange bedfellows during COVID, they're going to run back to the themes they wanted to play in the armies they liked, which is super cool to me because I think players playing the armies they like makes for better games.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Corey, is it's...
2: that, uh, did we get make it through all, all the casters or did we miss a few? Or I think we missed a couple, but I think that most of the merc casters, I think, are pretty. Pretty playable at this point, which makes me happy. I think the the issue I have would be with a couple of them that I think, like again, Bart, Magnus, one, yeah. I think Gaston 2, Something's just sort of missing. Yeah, I don't know I what think. it is. I, I did, again, it might be a mental barrier because I don't, I know there's players out there that have more creativity on those casters, so they like they like them more than me. Sure. So I, my opinion is always going to be jaded by the fact that there's casters I'm always going to like more. Like Austin will always hold a special place in my heart. That's oh, Durgan. Good- I need I need Durgan to go back to his old feet. Oh yeah, yeah, it is
0: a bummer. His, his
2: old his old feet is my favorite cast to kill in War Machine ever.
0: Yeah, the blast damage kill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah uh, funny. it's not what you think though. No. Oh. Yeah, so I I played in a tournament. I was in the final game, and it was Harvey against Durgan. And my opponent, I dirtled for two turns. Then my opponent finally it. And uh, it was Mark II, right? So you had to do all the greasy movement stuff. So, like, I moved uh Pathfinder guy over and gave Pathfinder to my Kazi assassins, and I measured, and all my Kazi assassins were within twelve of Harvey. So I gave them Pathfinder, and I walked up and I primed them. Oh, nice! And then, <laughs> and then I and then I ran one of them at Harvey. You know, my <laughs> opponent looked at Harvey on his on his sixth camp. Looked at Harvey and goes, Okay, well, Harvey's number 20. I'm like, Great. It's a boosted POW 14 blast damage roll. Are you immune to blast? He's like, Nope. I'm like, Sweet. It's a boosted POW, 20, POW, POW 14. So That's dice all six. Take, take five. And my opponent looked at me and smiles and goes, Are you for real? I'm like, Yep, here's my cards. He goes, No, no. I know it works. I just never saw this coming. <laughs> and I just neither Rich repeated that until Harvey died.
0: That's so funny, man. <laughs> I love Brian. What yeah. a cool spell.
2: Got to be seven Kaz or six Kaz or something. And I'm just like, this model activates and runs. <laughs> do you want? Do you want to roll damage to that one for your feet? Your feet's not optional. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there was just no way out of it at that point, right? Like hard be defeated, and uh, <laughs> just just done. And I'm just like, this is the, the dumbest thing I've ever done in my entire life. And this, I guess, is how all the mechanics work. What?
0: Oh, that's an incredible assassination.
2: <laughs> it's it's an even better story because it was so there's another town near us named Kelowna. It's about an hour 45 minute drive. And when War machine first sort of hit the scene really hard, the Kelowna guys were all amazing players and super competitive. And Camels was is definitely a very much more casual crowd. Hmm. And my, my, my year of like losing all my games had just ended. So, so sounds- they all came, they all came to town. And I had about three, four months of like being a serious, like I'm going to win a tournaments kind of player. Yeah. And I, I literally ran the gauntlet of their four best players. And the finals was well. The finals was me against Ryan. It was probably, in my opinion, at the time, their best player.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. And and it was just this this really weird game where we played like super cagey, and we were like dancing around. And then he feeded, and I looked at the force state, and I stood there for a minute, and I'm like, I got to measure this. How do I measure this? I'm like, Oh wait, I'll just he has because back in Mark II on Harvey's feed, whenever you activated and declared you were moving a model, you you just declared and you said, I'm going to move this model. Can you please measure? And then you would move it and then you would measure again. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. I asked I asked him to measure, and then I just walked away from Harbin. Like, can you measure that to make sure I'm not closer? Because I don't have to. I'm like, you have to measure that distance. I walked into your feet. Gotcha. And he, he <laughs> measured to my assassins. He's like, I don't know why you did that. I'm like, I give Pathfinder the assassins. He looks at me, he goes, Okay. And I'm like, I cast prime the assassins. And he looked at me sort of weird because he didn't know fully what prime did. He's like, What's prime do I'm like plus two to hit and damage? He goes, Okay. I'm like, this assassin runs at your caster. He's like, okay, <laughs> takes a blast. What's your armor? I'm like, it's 11, but Prime takes two off my armor. He's like, takes two off your armor? I'm like, yep, you're hitting damage minus two armor. He goes, <laughs> okay, I'm like, there's more to that spell, though. You're going to find out about it in a second. And he goes, okay, and he rolls damage, and I'm like, I kill my model. I'm like, I blow up now. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I blow up. He's like, are you seriously? I had him in the car. He's like, oh, my that's God, fun. that's so good. So, yeah, it was a it was probably one of my favorite moments in War Machine because my opponent was amazing too. We laughed and we're joking. Yeah, those, those one those of one of bad. our friends came over and started making jokes. It was just one of those games where you're to "This is really actually funny." Like.
0: Nice. <laughs> yeah, those are the best games you can you can you can get. But that sounds like an A plus assassination strategy. You heard it here first, folks. That's Merck's new A plus assassination strategy. No, Plague, I think it's does work anymore. Oh, play against the, play against
2: Harvey and Mark 2. Prime your Mark two. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want Durgan's old feedback. Yeah. That's I it. I played again if feet came back. I believe I believe you can do it. Get it. Or get it or, it. or honestly, he's probably actually good with an Earthbreaker. His new feet of plus two hit damage with AoE weapons yeah, actually seems viable. Because the Earthbreaker, that's all it has is AoEs. It's a lot of knockdown. Uh it's two knockout shots and then two die that three shots, because I think it's yeah. it's I think the nipple guns are still die threes. Yeah. yeah I, I, don't, so. I don't think those changed. So, like, it's it. Uh, I, I'm I'm not a fan of Pal Thirteens in the current game because I think armor is too good. The Pal Thirteens as viable. Yeah. However, at Pal Fifteen, they're probably actually pretty good. Yeah. Fifteen's kind of it seems like the tipping point. So.
0: Possibly. Uh, I think with that, we're uh, we'll wind it down. It is twelve thirty here. <laughs> so it's probably time for us to head to bed. Corey, thanks for coming yeah. on.
2: Yeah, was- I, i'm gonna finish my i'm gonna finish my bottle off before i go to sleep though yeah you go ahead yeah.
1: i am <laughs> heading straight to base yeah you finish. That, though more uh maybe i don't know later or tomorrow whatever uh, i will sign out That's it. thanks for listening uh we'll catch you next time bye, bye.
2: Airport. I've got like a two-hour wait because it's extra early for my flight. So I walk into the bar and I just order a, a tall glass of rum and coke, right? Or yeah, diet coke. Yeah. I sit there drinking my tall glass and watching sports highlights. Um, and uh I go over and I get in the plane and I start flying. Well, get as soon as I get the plane, I turn the TV on. The announcements are going. All oh, the plane's super full, so if you can store bags, all that bullshit, right? And I'm like, yep. nope. I got my one bag. It's in the overhead, and I put my other bag under the plane with all my clothes in it. Should I have? The emergency clothes that I put in my battle for in case my other bag doesn't show. Yep. And uh, smart. Like get on the plane, turn the TV on. TV doesn't work, so I call the stewardess over and I'm like, "Hey, my TV doesn't work. Are you able to reset it?" Because like it's four and a half hours from where I live to my to Montreal, which is where I'm connecting. Yeah. And she's like, "We're full. I'll see if I can move you. We'll see if you can reset it." So I'm about forty minutes passes the whole time. I've got my phone and I've got Netflix with a couple shows downloaded on it that I'm listening to. Right. And the guy sure. beside me, TV's broken also. So when the sewers comes by, he's like, "Hey, excuse me, since I'm waiting for my TV, can I just get a drink?" So like, "Oh yeah, sure." So they hand us both a drink, and I get like a just a, a another Roman coke for the flight. I'm like, "We well, got drinks." He goes, "Yeah, they're free when they can't. Your TV doesn't work." I'm like, "Are you fucking serious?" No, I he's like, yeah, if, you, "If your TV doesn't work on 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 this this flight, your booze is free." And I'm like, "Oh man, this could be a great flight. Please hand don't." Me work. <laughs> so four and a half hours of flying, I just. We we just have a few drinks. I think I had like four or five on the flight. Like I didn't like overdo it. Yeah. And I, I land and I'm like, okay, well I'm feeling really good right now. Sweet, my next flight's gonna come up. I've got like an hour waiting the airport, so I go I'll sit down. And I have another rum and coke, tall glass. Watch uh, <laughs> watch some more news on the TV. I go get on my next flight. And I sit down. I'm like, sweet, I've had enough alcohol that I can just fall asleep because I didn't sleep well the night before. I only slept yeah. for about three, not four hours because I wanted to sleep on the plane. But as a, as a professional driver, I don't. I have trouble sleeping when other people are in control of the vehicle I'm in. So see if I get a few beers in me, I'll just pass out, right? Nice. So I sit down, I turn the, go to the TV, on TV doesn't work. I look at the person beside me, their TV doesn't work. I'm like, hey, our TV's going to work, I'll bet you they'll give us free booze. The guy beside me is like, are you fucking for real? And these two buddies are <laughs> like, are you joking? I'm like, are you sure that's how it works, buddies? So, there's like, so four three, there's like four of us in a row in the middle aisle, and I don't know these guys at all, right? And the I'm like, hey, our bank of TV's doesn't work, and all of them will work. And she's like, oh, well, we can't move. You Can we try to reset? I'm like, yeah, you can just pop the break or whatever, reset it. So shut a bunch of TVs off, fire them back up. Meanwhile, they give us another drink. So we start with the drink right up. <laughs> so we fly the whole way there. I eat twice. I drink the whole way. And I, I'm one of those guys that will grab a bunch of food from the airport, like I, the bag of chips and a couple things of m yeah. or whatever. So yeah. I gotta have that. And I share it with my seatmates. We're laughing. joking. We basically partied the whole way there.
3: That sounds awesome.
2: Uh, we, we land in Belgium, and I finally, like, relaxed and blown off steam. All the, my stuff from home is gone, right? I'm in, I'm in vacation mode. So I land in Belgium. So I've, I've been flying for half a day, like 12 and a half hours on a plane.
0: Yeah. Which now was on a plane.
2: Uh, two hours in the airport. So by this time, I think when I, when I land, it's uh, be, like, 10 o'clock at, home, at my home time, maybe 8 o'clock in the evening of home time, right? So I'm like, okay, sweet. A couple hours, and I'll go to bed. But I go to get up to get off the plane, and I'm hammered. <laughs> I didn't feel it the whole flight. Everything's fine, and then we land, and I'm like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! I'm really, I'm really drunk." And like, I don't <laughs> like to drink till I'm really drunk. I like to drink till I'm like pretty good buzzed, and then I just mean Because <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I'm an Irishman by by ge- gene- genealogy, right? Oh, so yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to go looking stupid. I can't embarrass my 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 red hair and my big red beard. No. <laughs> so, but I go to get up, and I'm just. Dude, and the guys just had me, like, are you okay, Michael? I was drinking on the flight before this. Like, I've been drinking for like fourteen hours. I'm like, oh, Jesus! <laughs> so, I'm like, I'm in trouble. So, the they offered to help me off, and then the stewardess comes by, and he's like, Hey, I can help you off the plane. So, him and the, the female stewardess are with us. They help me off the plane. Car- they carry my bag. I'm able to almost like walk on my own, but I'm like really staggered. But carrying I <laughs> I don't, I make um for my travel. I don't use a battle phone bag. I use a battle phone bag, but I built an acrylic case that goes inside. Oh, nice. And it's got uh, acrylic trays to slide in that lock the models in place so you can turn it upside down, let' back and the models don't move. So it's oh. a little heavier than a battle foam bag because of all the acrylic. but then none of my models have to go in and out of foam. they deploy on the table a lot quicker and easier. like it's it's I like the setup, but I, it, they take forever to make so I don't really make many of them. Um, but it's heavy. because I've got I think of the, that year I was playing uh, a bunch of metal old cigarette uh, models I had right so like everything's in this pewter. Except, oh, yeah.
3: a,
0: uh,
2: except for the storm wall, which is in my case. But I've got the strider storm wall, so the four metal strider legs, oh, right? That is. badass. And all my tokens and widgets are in there, right? So, like, everything's in this bank, and my clothes, just in case. I've got an extra pair, like, three four pairs of underwear, a couple oh, of t-shirts, and my team jerseys, right? So, yeah. uh, it's heavy. So, the, the stewardess carries it, and the, the female stewardess helps, helps me get off the plane. And then they walk me towards where it's the security stuff is, because I am the last person off the plane. So we get to security <laughs> and it is packed. And I'm like, man, I'm gonna be like four hours in security, and I'm having trouble standing. And she's standing beside me, and I'm like, oh, they're going through security with me. Uh, funny, great. Right? And then everyone else walks over to their own little area, and then they wave the two of us over. Oh no! So they talk to the the border security, because I was so drunk, they didn't want me sitting in line that long, because I might twirl or something. They just walked me right through. I just nice. <laughs> <in the> security <laughs> process. And right? I'm like, oh, this is cool. So I get to the guard. He's like, what are you coming here for? I'm like, I came for a tournament with miniatures and toy soldiers, and I'm. I'm drunk, so I'm making fun of my own game. I'm like, yeah, little toy men, here's, here's, and I open up the bag. I'm like, I'm going to push these around on a table and roll dice and make pew pew sounds. And the guy's <laughs> like, yeah, you're a fucking nerd. Go. And I'm like, <laughs> what is that? So they walk me up to the front door and I'm, I'm pulling my phone out. I'm really having trouble because, uh, again, the longer I go, the more I feel the alcohol's getting to me, right? Oh, yeah. So I look at the lady I'm like, hey, I got to catch a train. It tells me to walk to here. Which way is here? And she looks at me and she goes, oh, hun. I'm so sorry. You're not getting a fucking train. And she walks me right over to a cab. And they just get into a cab with me. It took me right to my Airbnb. Nice. <laughs> so I get to the Airbnb. I message my team like, Hey, I'm going to be at the, uh, the Belgian waffle place across the street. So I order a Belgian waffle, which I don't know if you guys have had these, but it's like a, a they put ice oh, yeah. sugar, ice cream, and they drizzle whatever topping you want on it. Like fucking chocolate and shit. Right. Yeah. And then I order I order a beer and they've got the beers ranked in like a star system like half a star all the way to nine and a half stars so I order the good beer because it was the most expensive and yeah, of course nine nine and a half stars right yeah. and I go upstairs and I take my big pint of of beer and I'm drinking it and then Benki comes in with the the team and it was either him or Charles, or her or Charles suddenly yells up hey uh, do you want I'm like yeah give me another one of these the the one on the bottom right the nine and a half one and they come up and the first thing they tell me is that that's not nine and a half stars in the rating that's the alcohol percent yeah. I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah. So I'm spiraling even further now. So we actually went tour tour Belgium all day because when I land, it's nine in the morning or something. So it's early morning for everyone there, right? Maybe ten in the morning or eleven. Yeah. So we tour Belgium. We did the Comic Museum the whole day. I'm trying to like get beer wherever I can get beer to like keep that sort of bus. I don't want to crash and like get hungover. I'm like, great. Oh, no. I will have a stress-free sleep tonight, wake up refreshed in the morning for the train to Blankenburg. Awesome. Well, then Good we run go. into the then we run into the Australians and the Swedes and the Americans. So we went drinking all night, three in the morning. I went back to the hotel. <laughs> what a day, Oh, man! Just, a- just gooey. And then they wake me up at six. We go to the venue. I drank on the way to the venue with Charles. And then I got to the venue and I drank all day till about midnight, one o'clock. Hell yeah! <laughs> and then I get up at seven, eat breakfast, and I get a beer, and I take my beer to the to the area where we play, and then I take water. And it was so fucking hot in that room. Just brutal. Ugh. I thought it was, I thought it was going to die that morning play. Shit, yeah,
0: all uh, the alcohol and, in
2: your system too. And, going, then, yep. and, and then my team lost in the first round.
0: Nice, cruising the rest of the way.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, Actually, they were super depressed. I felt really bad. Um, my game came down to a dice roll. I needed a boosted 7. Now, yeah. I know that I say I needed a boosted 7, but a lot of other plays could have happened earlier that I could have done stuff better to make it so I did need a boosted 7. Yeah, but I. Yeah, did, it came down, in it seven. came down to a single booster seven roll, and I don't get it. Which is fine. Or boosted eight, or something. Like it's not a huge deal. Because um, yeah. I played a, a super tight game, and I felt good about it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: And what my guys- team lost and got super dis, dis. Uh, like none of them talked until we went into the second round, and they set us up for the second round. And um, you guys might not have heard the story, but a lot of people have, and they make fun of me for it. Um Go ahead. I'm the guy that took his pants off at the WTC. <laughs> What a legend! That's amazing. It's, it's it's because my team was super dejected. We go in to play the Belgians, and the guy I'm talking with, I go and I take off my belt because it's hot, right? Super hot. And oh, I yeah. just got my I just got my clothes. I flew in because none of my bag hadn't shown up at the hotel yet, and I got my boots on. So yeah. I'm taking all my clothes off because I can take more off. I'm like, I'll take my pants off if you let me. And <laughs> and my team started laughing. And this is the first time they talked since we lost that round. I'm like, well, I'm just going to keep this going, and it'll be a joke. I would not really do it. And I sort of got like halfway challenged into it and then i couldn't yeah. back out no, like if you that point. push me far enough i'll take my clothes off it's fine yeah, i of also course. i also put on a uh beer onesie that weekend so what a <laughs> beast i did Child. some stupid things what this a wildcat that's is, amazing <laughs> like, <it's laughs> like WTC is such a great event right you just do dumb things that's why i love conventions just go do dumb things